engine bay <laughs> and then drove somewhere else to, and to, yeah, forage some other stuff and yeah it's, it's, it's trout cooked delicious right. and yeah. yeah there's been a couple of things like that though isn't it like, i think didn't top gear do something like that at one point and some of the others i'm sure there's been a couple of, that, of similar sort of things i've definitely heard some sort of like horror story about someone putting a fish in someone's like car so it stinks when they like drive down the motorway. <laughs> i don't think that was the same intent <laughs> I, have you heard the story about with, with someone who, who'd, I think it was a, a bad breakup or something, and when they were moving out, they took all the stuff and put a load of prawns in the end of the, um, took the finials off the end of the uh, the curtain poles and stuck a load of prawns in. <laughs> <laughs> so they stuffed prawns in and then left. And then, <laughs> like, months down the line, they'd, they'd had the carpet up, they'd had everything painted, they'd checked for all sorts of stuff. <laughs> But just hadn't changed the curtain. Check the curtain, fell. There you go. <laughs> I think they ended up moving out because they're just these rotten prawns. Just... <laughs> quite a, look, quite a luxurious prank, though. You know, you could have got some like just some mackerel or something cheap. It's like no, got, got some uh, hand-dived scallops and, and just stuck them in. <laughs> I mean, surely um, sushi would be the, the the perfect pre-rolled thing to just slide in. There, there you go. Yeah. What are the Round fish <laughs> objects. Are. That's what I was thinking. Scallops. You know, you stack them in like like battery cells. <laughs> Would you sort of just sort of do like tuna pate or something? Yeah, you know, kind of oh, the, the sandwich. Oh, like the stuff you get in the jar. Yeah, yeah, crab paste. <laughs> well, so this week on uh, things you can stuff in a curtain rail <laughs> for a scorned ex lover. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could well be. But uh, get, getting back to the to the, um, the the vehicular food stuff, if you've got nicely done, oh. um... <laughs> for the audio listeners, please go and watch the the, the YouTube video at this stage. It's yeah. still going. <laughs> I can stay in it. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to recap. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, that's the secondary fermentation. Hungry? Good head, mate. Oh, it's delicious though. Excuse me. What of it that went in your mouth and not up your nose? Yeah. I'm crying cider. Sorry, back to finials, uh, Jimmy. Yeah, well, no, I was just going to, um, yeah. with your, you know, cars and stuff. Surely, if you've got a diff and a PTO, you could, or, or just the engine connected to the diff, you could have a um, like a rotisserie on on one side, and then something like a, you know, a thing going to a kebab thing. I like rotisserie. Two going, yeah, yeah. And because it's like um, a limited slip diff, when you got to carve the. Um, yeah, kebab. like the rotisserie would speed up. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. Uh, he'll mean... definitely have more power than that um, spit roast lamb thing that I made. I don't know if you watched that video. <laughs> Where basically the uh, the the motor I bought for the spit wasn't powerful enough to turn a whole lamb, so I had to put mm -hmm. a motor on either side. But the problem is they were self. Um, self-reversing motors on a rotisserie <laughs> so so when it gets to a certain torque it'll just turn and go backwards kind of like if you've ever used an ice cream machine 
if you're that classy. Um, when it starts to solidify, the paddle just stops and goes backwards, so it doesn't get stuck. Mm. So I just had these two motors like fighting each other, <laughs> trying to turn mm. this lamp. <laughs> Never be able to get it to sync up. <laughs> I mean, if anyone else was telling that, that story... but in a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's safe oh, to say that we weren't going to start this off and be, you know, nice and gentle into yeah, <laughs> just straight in. I was just going to inhale half a bottle of cider. <laughs> oh. uh, just wonder if we could cut, kind of cut a hole in the kind of the the, the back of the car as well, so you got access to the, the exhaust boxes, so you can kind of use those for some cooking plates. Yeah, a little teppanyaki. It's a Japanese car, you know, makes sense. Yeah, true. Like it. Just it overheats already, wait. so you know, <laughs> smoke, smoke any meat with the exhaust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you run it on ethanol. I was going to say, I've got to run it on ethanol anyway. So <laughs> yeah, you run it on ethanol. Just run it on like you know navy rum or something. As long as the uh, the ethanol content's high enough, you see, add a bit of flavour to it, maybe. Well, I mean, since the head gasket's gone, there's plenty of steam coming through the exhaust anyway, so I could just, I could also like run a little steamer, get some veg going. Well, I'm just, I'm just wondering if you could have a, a secondary exhaust box before where you're cooking the food with kind of, yeah, fill it with wood chips. Ooh. Delicious. I mean, you're all joking, but you know this is going to happen, don't you? <laughs> That's, this is how these things, ideas. people put stupid ideas in my head. And the next thing you know, I'm like, three o'clock in the morning, I'm <laughs> trying to work out how to get wood chips into a catalytic converter. I mean, there's no one else we'd give those ideas to. You know, you're the only one who'd actually do it. Ah, oh, no, oh. just thinking, Red's just made a comment in the... Uh... The chat Ooh. about some cars run on French fries oil. So if you actually went for a diesel, diesel engine, it? mm. it's biodiesel from reprocessed chip oil. There you go. Yeah. Oh, the tax man. Smart thinking, Red. <laughs> yeah, Tom suggests you need to make it happen in time for Maker Central. <laughs> God. Oh, I, I don't know if that's going to be a good kind of Hilton bar food. <laughs> yeah, I know they, uh, they, they came in on the little bike <laughs> that Jim made last time. I don't think I could ram a 30-year-old chip box through the door of the Hilton. <laughs> we got a good run-up. Back up, kebab spinning out the back of it. I don't know. So you need it on an extended arm. So have another word with Jim Ooh. and see about getting some sort of yeah, agricultural... Yes. Attachment. So it's actually mm -hmm. yeah, you can keep the car in the yeah, safety safety first. <laughs> keep the car in the, yeah. the car park so yeah. people aren't getting kind of gassed. And then just have a power arm into the um into the foyer. Set up some sort of winch harpoon system. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just wondering whether I shouldn't actually tag uh, make essential for this particular episode. Just in case listen, to it. listen, there'll be a risk assessment. Don't worry about Andy. <laughs> <laughs> they, let, they let me take a six-foot T-shirt cannon on stage. <laughs> there you go. Which for I mean, both the audio listeners, Jamie is wearing one of the T-shirts. Yes, 
for doing it. But, I mean, the fact that they will let you, you know, do a risk assessment and still let you in the building, you know, once they've read past your name and sort of gone... I think it was more like, well, as long as you write it down. <laughs> there, was no, there was no actual judgment of, of what I was going to do. It was just like, you're basically, you know, you're accountable because you said this is what was going to happen. Yeah, if you sign the bottom, yeah. it's on you, yeah. Yeah. But more, yeah, quite often people don't read risk assessments. I've I I used to work with somebody who made a was required to do a risk assessment for a certain activity, wrote the risk assessment, included some things in the risk assessment which I won't mention, but were clearly not really things that one would even consider doing, <laughs> um, and were yeah, exceedingly yeah, silly just to see whether anyone was actually reading the risk assessments. Right. Submitted the risk assessment. And no one ever came and questioned them about yeah, yeah. the really silly thing that they were put in the risk assessment. It, well, it's one of them, isn't it? It's like if they see you've done it and it's in detail, clearly it's a risk assessment. <laughs> what, yeah. what that detail is, is irrelevant. It's still just, I am a fish for 100 times. And then... <laughs> I, very, I did pretty much that in my A-level maths exam. I had a bit of a rimmer, and basically I'd done no no um, coursework too long or revision your, or anything. On the, your revision the, the, plan the, table that you didn't for the entire yeah yeah basically well there wasn't one. It was, it was called the pub. It was called the miners' arms. Um, did no work at all, and I, I, just, I, I thought I can just wing it. I can wing an entire A level maths exam. I was trying to do it in a year as well because I was doing uh, further maths. So I was doing like a year of A level maths and a year of further maths. I was, I'll, I'll just wing it. I'll swing it. You know. GCSEs were easy. It'd be fine. Went in, didn't have a clue. I had no idea what any of the questions were about. Um, the, the Mr. Bean thing with the uh, checking the, the yeah, the yeah, yeah. I was trying to open it up like that. And, I, and what I ended up doing was um, calculating how many bricks were in the sports hall. Yeah, yeah, I used to do that. <laughs> and that was just that was my that was my entry for the exam. I was just working it out. It, I used to do the, I'd start with the ceiling tiles and then do the bricks per wall. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I went on to the parquet flooring, but I didn't have time. <laughs> I, I, I've done that as a teacher, invigilating exams. It, I, it, it, it's not common anymore for teachers to invigilate exams. They tend to get people in. Right. Um, so that people Sensible. can kind of concentrate on working. Yeah, least. But when one had to invigilate exams, internal and external, yeah, sometimes they would be boring as anything. So you'd kind of do things like my first school, they had a climbing wall at the back of the, the hall that was used for the majority of exams. So being a, a climber and I actually ran a climbing club at the, the school as well. It was like, right, let's work out different routes. But then there'd be things like counting how many how many bricks there are or yeah. how many breeze blocks on the side walls or mm-hmm. how many floors. And yeah, if, if one Googles teacher exam bingo, <laughs> you can find some interesting things that some teachers, I, I would never admit to doing this myself, might do in terms of things like kind of yeah, exam, uh, how to keep sane. <laughs> so things like, so some of the milder ones are things like yeah, uh, seeing who can get to the student first who puts their hand up without right. running. So that's the kind of mild stuff. <laughs> and then there's the kind of, the, there are the bingos where you might kind of go, right, yeah, things like, yeah. Who's going to go to jail first? <laughs> Called it. Um, yeah, like, in the context like of the exam, or just in no, 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 just in, just <laughs> right. in terms of general, the students, you know, kind of things like that. 
Um, I mean, there's a long payoff in that. Like, well, p- potentially a long payoff in that <laughs> to, to win. I don't know how hard the exam was, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the other one that uh, sometimes happens is you get somebody, a teacher would stand at the back of the hall. You have another teacher at the front of the hall. And the teacher at the back of the hall would have to see if they could get the teacher at the front of the hall to laugh <laughs> without the students knowing what they were doing. Like helicopter or something a little bit less. Yeah, uh, why, yeah, uh, <laughs> dancing out of YMCA, yeah, okay. uh, or, or things like that. Yeah, or silly, yeah, Ministry of Silly Walks would be quite a good thing, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, mm. to do. My, my dad, my dad used to take great pleasure in uh, crop dusting during the exams, <laughs> <laughs> and I thoroughly believe he would he would actually do it as well. So. <laughs> I mean, it, that's a, such a what do you do? You can't speak, pleasure. so like you, <laughs> exactly, yeah. There's no protesting. <laughs> Teacher farts and walks past you. Well, that's one of life's beautiful pleasures, anyway. Isn't it? <laughs> Just doing that in like the supermarket or something, or <laughs> literal. I, the, one one school, I, one school I worked at, they they had a number of different halls, and one of them was their the old gym. It's now converted into a theatre, and. The floor, while it was, a, it, it was kind of one of those sort of, it was a gym floor, but it was also, it had a stage at one end. Mm. Uh, but they, they kind of, they, they classic school knocked hall. a big wall out and got rid of the stage and put in a quite a modern fancy stage system with kind of retractable seats and met nets for the, the lighting people and things like that, which is really, really quite good. But when it was still the kind of original gym floor, being quite old, it was creaky as anything. So if you were kind of invigilating, one of the things I used to kind of, sort of try and do is to try and obviously go up and down to you know, showing your presence and you know, trying to deter anyone from possibly cheating, but do it silently. So without actually making the floor creak. So you'd have to kind of, you couldn't walk in straight lines because if you walked in a straight line, so you had to kind of work out, you get used to it after a while. It's kind of like, Right, I need to make a long step here, but now I need to make a short step. Oh, see, it was like it's like when you're a kid and you know you know how to get downstairs without yeah, making yeah, down. Yeah, 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 just just like that. So you'd be kind of sort of trying to do it, of course. But if you kind of get it wrong, of course, yeah, you get like this silent hall, all these sort of kids scribbling away, and they're like <laughs> creak as you kind of hit the, that, that one board that's really loud. Is that when you get the other teachers just like, yeah, amateur. <laughs> Don't you know about Floorboard Forty Two? <laughs> I'm sure I've heard their album. <laughs> they were on tour with them. Um, what was what was the meat meat something a minute ago? <laughs> Vehicular food stuff. Vehicular food stuff. They were supporting uh, Floorboard Forty Two. <laughs> the other one is Pac Man. The other one is to play Pac Man. So teachers <laughs> literally uh, trying to not to get into if you get into the same mile facing each other, that, that that's a lose. So you're kind of you know, trying to kind of guess the turn. Have you ever been to one of those? Um, obviously, we've got to talk about food. It's a podcast. Um, Argentinian like uh, meat places where you just it's like an endless thing where they bring the food round to your table and they like carve it at your table. No, there'll be some sort of name for it. So it's like it's a traditional way of eating meat in Argentina, and there's a few restaurants in. UK now, you go in, you pay like a flat fee, and you just you're there for as long as you want, and they come round with like kebabs of different things and different cuts of meat, and just carve it at your table and then move on. Nice. They're great, but 
I didn't realize this, and no one forewarned me that there's like a tactic to it. So they come around with all the cheap stuff. Of course, yeah. And they give and they walk faster. And basically, what you've got, you've got a paddle with like a stop and go. And if you if it they'll, they'll only they'll only serve you if your plate's empty, and they'll only serve you if you've got the go paddle on. So you hold the go paddle on, and you've got to work out who's going to get to your table first. Is it the guy with the, with the delicious black pudding sausages? Or is it the guy with just the dirty like chump steak that's just like horrible and tough? And it's like it's like Pac Man, like they'll, they'll come down the tables. And they're not allowed to run, so it's all like, you know, shuffle walking. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to work out but then some of them are fat like the younger lads, they're faster than the old boys. So you've got to work out like who's faster, what the distance is to get basically it was like my maths exam, but with me. <laughs> and you and you've got to work it out. So it's if, if anyone goes to one of these places, I'm sure there's a name for this type of restaurant. Um yeah, you've got to have your game about you. Don't don't go filling up on the salad buffet just because it looks nice, <laughs> and don't go don't go filling up on the the, the first steak that comes to your table just because it that's looks. That's, that's the harvester problem, isn't it? Is going and filling up on the salad bar. Exactly. Well, yeah, and the, the gravy bar. <laughs> <laughs> balancing gravy balancing bar. out the salad so that it kind of makes the bowl bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lettuce sheath. <laughs> you got your big plate, Alan. <laughs> It's like that's the, the, the two skills in life, isn't it? It's packing a skip and packing a free salad bowl. <laughs> it's, a, it's the same thing, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my my stepdad is uh, he's a an ex butcher, big big massive fella, and um, he's an went eggs to butcher, an ex butcher. Oh, ex butcher. <laughs> Used to be a butcher for birds. Like. Up eggs. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> I've got a machine for that. <laughs> but no, they, they've gone to I think it's like Florida or New York or somewhere East Coast US, and there was uh, a similar sort of thing of like, you know, big. I think it was a rib joint or something, and because um, he, he, he's a big guy, he can he can pack it away if he wants to, and um, they, they brought you know he wasn't used to American portions, so they brought out he had this like onion tart thing to start with, and you know. Got about halfway through that because it was the size of a dinner plate, and then um, brought a rack of ribs out to him. So he's like sort of just about managed to get through this whole rack of ribs and the uh, and finish the tart off. You know, it's like does the old you know the, the loosen the belt, you lean back on the chair, and, and like as he sort of did that and like breathed out, the guy appeared right next to him and went, "Another rack of ribs, sir." <laughs> and he just went, "Oh my god, I, I couldn't manage it." And he went, "Half a rack then." Dumps half a rack on his plate. <laughs> Take me to this place. <laughs> so he's never been so full in all his life. Like, <laughs> kept forcing more food down your face. I mean, Fra- Frank will probably attest to this, but <clears throat> the Italians are as bad as that. It's like you, every course is a meal. It's like when, <laughs> when we go to an Italian restaurant, you have a bowl of pasta, and that's that's your meal. Oh. When you have, actually in Italy, it's like no, that's one of the courses, and then there's the meat course, and then there's the fish course, and then there's the vegetable course, and there's the antipasta. You know, it's just like never ends. Yeah, but they'll they'll they'll, they'll be eating over like a, a six hour period. Oh yeah, and it's probably like the one meal a day. You know, start yeah. at lunch and then yeah, yeah, three bottles of wine. Yeah, oh, wait until the wine's gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I was still working in industry, we used to go to a. a a pub in the not the, the same town as the place that it was the next town up 
I had a steakhouse and midweek you could get either a 48 ounce mixed grill or a 48 ounce steak with obviously all the, the chips and, and all yeah. the trimmings so we used to kind of go for our Christmas meal at Garden this place. field mushroom yeah fried egg that's it yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yep grilled tomato you've been there have you <laughs> <laughs> So we 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 um, we went there for our Christmas dinner, and it was like the first year I made the mistake of having a starter because I didn't really realise how big a forty-eight-ounce steak was. Yeah, I'd never had one that big. Yeah, it's like I was just like I was getting towards the end of the steak. I finished it off, but it was just like I don't think I'm going to be having dessert. <laughs> the second the second year I went, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I remember from last year, I'm not having a starter this time. And ended up having a dessert and somebody else's dessert because they couldn't finish their no, but dessert's different. There's a different. There's, there's a dessert stomach. It's different stomach. So it's yeah, like, it's like yeah. cows. Yeah, there's a separate stomach for desserts. That's but, fine. Because there's um, I forget where I think it must have been on one of like the strongman things or something. But they were talking about there's there's a like a, a part of your brain that sort of overrides with sugar. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it sort of just opens up a little bit more. So my mate's dad is um. When he goes into a restaurant, he'll order his chocolate cake first because he wants to enjoy that. So right. he'll just he'll just turn up and he's like, "Yeah, I'll have you know, places his order and orders his dessert." And it's then make sure that you know. So they'll bring the starters out for everyone else, and they'll bring his chocolate cake out <laughs> because he wants to enjoy like the chocolate cake, and he doesn't want to get to the end of his meal be too full and not enjoy his chocolate cake. So that's that's his starter course. It's like the, the the theory of like um, reverse retirement, where there's no point retiring when you're decrepit and your yeah. body doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. So let's have retirement when you're young and healthy, and then mm -hmm. work till you die. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take offers if anyone wants to get on board with my uh, reverse retirement business <laughs> plan um, I want fun uh, that. 100 grand for 12% if uh... <laughs> we'll she could retire for, for a couple of weeks then on 100 grand yeah. <laughs> yeah how long do you get for your retirement yeah that's the question isn't it I'm assuming it's going to be some sort of horrific uh, sort of futuristic sci-fi kind of you can't escape, you know, you couldn't just top yourself. It's like, oh, I'm, you know, day one of the rest of my life at work. Like, you know, just going to jump off a bridge. No, you'll be like strapped into some horrific machine where you've got to design spreadsheets for the rest of your 50 years or something, I don't know. Or just placed into the pod and filled with orange goo or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> we'll just consume you for the next 50 years, I'll say. I mean, I mean, that's just work anyway, isn't it, really? That's my point, though, Jimmy. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you get this sort of thing with kind of like, kind of, you know, things like people having kids. Hmm. Some people have their kids early. So my, my sister, yeah, she started having kids when she was still in her teens. Right. So, yeah, I mean, she's five years older than me. But all her kids now are yeah, grown up and, and, and left home, got families right. of their own. And have had have been for for quite a few years. Yeah, I'm five years younger, and yeah, I've, yeah, I've still got both my kids are still at home. Right. So it's kind of yeah because we started our family later. I remember like my old head chef. He was he 
it was kind of they had that conversation. It was like, oh yeah, we're going to wait until this until we're this old, and then then and it was all like planned out. And he's like, he waited till he was forty, and then him and his missus like planned it. Had these kids and stuff because it was like have all the fun when you're young, yeah, and then worry about being mm. responsible and. I was like, yeah, you say that when your back gives out and you've got to lift kids into a car seat and you're pushing yeah. 50. Or yeah. you're absolutely exactly. knackered and having to deal mm. with sleepless nights. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I suppose the three of us are used to sleepless nights anyway. But This is true. <laughs> what is sleep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. What, yeah, what, I can't yeah. imagine doing that. Now. Night full of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Hasn't happened for a long time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think is is there ever a, a, a right time or a good time to do something like that? You know, sort of some life changing. No, because th- this was the thing. It sounded so formulaic to me, mm. and it was like, doesn't that take the adventure out of it and the romance and the the unexpected and the you know? I mean, there's an, there's the other extreme, it, isn't it? Don't, don't do it when you're absolutely not capable. But to have this to have this weird. I mean, I anyone ever asked me like. What's your five-year plan, Al? Like, I just throw up in my mouth. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. The total become five years older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's my five-year plan? What my plan to be a five-year-old for the rest of my life? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but just having this, yeah, like, it, but even talking about another human, as if you like formulated this, you know, agenda for this child. I was like, nah, it's a bit weird that. Yeah. Just being I mean, that, that like five-year plan thing is a, is a classic interview question, isn't it? Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, I'd quite like your job, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, not gonna, here. I'm, gonna, I'm not here. I'm going to have my own company. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a millionaire. And I'll have said sod to you two years ago. I think the last the last time someone asked me that in some shitty environment like a job interview, I think I said Mars. <laughs> well, the chocolate bars are available. <laughs> <laughs> I may have said it in a slightly Austrian accent as well. <laughs> Not that Austrian. (laughs) (laughs) Recent famous Austrian, not older famous Austrian. (laughs) It is. I mean, it's a ridiculous question for an interview, isn't it? Really, it's how how yeah. I mean, I think I mean most of my kind of interview practice has been in schools, either giving. The interview or, or being in the interviewee and yeah to kind of know where school's going to be in in five years time yeah is and Madness. it's ridiculous the, the mm-hmm. just the speed at which curriculums change i mean the the, the, the national curriculum changes pretty much every five years mm-hmm. exam boards change every five years turnover in schools as such it's very rare to, for it to be in a department and where, where, where do you see yourself in five years people closed down and turned into an academy <laughs> 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 broken in bits yeah it's like if somebody asked me five years ago what was going to be in five years i wouldn't have said yeah running a podcast because i can't teach anymore like yeah how do you predict these things hmm? i mean five week plan would be difficult for me to formulate in my five years <laughs> I, I struggle some days with five hour plan yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just getting old that's the problem and trying to satisfy other people, yeah. Lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, 
it was never going to be. I thought there was no blue on this podcast. I was I was explicitly warned. (laughs) (laughs) Don't lower the tone like Andy does. Uh, We've had Steve on. What can we say? It's all up from here. Yeah, it's never going to be on the rails for long. <laughs> so it's it's full of tools like this behind, but obviously, yeah, it's it's so carefully curated and, and edited. Are we, yeah, do we get, do we get, are we um sort of yeah exhibiting the, 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 the same the more, sort of behaviours? No, the the more debauch it is, and the more sort of unplanned. It, it just it, it just lends itself for better conversations, I think, because because we we we. we we feign the idea of a, of a topic every week, but it's, it's never the case. It's just retroactive. You know, we, we'll, we'll post like what we it. talked about. Yeah. yeah, and because if you sit down and go, let's talk about uh, five-year plans, and we sit there for an hour and talk about five-year plans, it'd be the most boring conversation ever. So it's it's much better to just you know organically do it like this, and then go, did we actually did we talk about anything? Vague? Yeah, yeah, we talked about um, you know. Starting small. All right, let's let's pretend that was the shopping. Let's do the voiceover again to show yeah, what we're yeah, going to yeah. talk about, and we'll somehow edit it in. <laughs> oh no, I'm giving away all the magic. <laughs> I'm pretty certain anyone who's listened to more than one episode of Fools at All hey. has probably taken most of that. We out. used to. We used to actually have a plan, and I had a little. I even had like a Google spreadsheet and everything of like uh, topics and. and it didn't last. Was, was this sort of episodes, you know, kind of like eight to thirteen? <laughs> the fact that I just get random like messages in in our chat saying recording in half an hour. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a bit more warning, maybe. <laughs> I'm in Mars. In Mars. I'm in Mars. <laughs> Like you go the living planet inside it. <laughs> Caving. I mean they do go in Mars, to be fair, in Total Recall. No, true, true. That's such a good film. So I was thinking about um the Colin Farrell remake. Um which is it's like the Robocop remake. It's not horrific. But the fact that they don't even it's not even set on Mars. But have you read it, the book that it's based on? We remember it for you wholesale. It's like we can remember it for you wholesale, yeah, 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 yeah. by Philip Kiddick. Yeah, it's like the first like four minutes of the Arnie film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. none of, well, the rest it's of every it. Philip Kiddick thing. It's like here's yeah. three pages about an idea. Seven hour film called Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think like paycheck has to be one of my favourite. Uh, so many people have not seen Paycheck. This is, and I haven't seen the film because I, I love the book. Oh, good book, God! But right, I hate no, Ben Affleck. No, no, no! It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The whole point I know of the I film is it. no. The whole point of the film is you hate Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh, right, okay. it, it's it's written and scripted in a way that you obviously hate Ben Affleck. I think I think they knew that. It's John Woo. It's a John Woo film. How can <laughs> you not have seen Paycheck? It's John <laughs> Woo's last I, film. I I. I I got it ready to watch and then went, oh shit. I just couldn't oh, dude, watch no, it. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I love that film. I shall, I shall bump it up my list and get it watched. <laughs> and, but nobody's seen it because it just looks like um, a generic crap 2000 Ben Affleck film. 
Like, no, it's a really, really, really good sci-fi film. But I mean, is it is it vaguely close? Well, I'm I'm assuming there's five minutes in the, the, film the premise it's... of what he does is the book. Yeah, yeah. But I think all the pigeons and oozies and motorbikes was John Woo's edition. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. That you know. <laughs> Is that pigeons Can on we, motorbikes with Uzi's? Pigeons, oh, there's pigeons on the motorbikes. Can we somehow get it to slow down and then spin the camera around? Some sort of roundhouse kick. <laughs> it's got to come in here. When you just call it kicking impossible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like you, you remember the old the um, like the things you used to get like the the, the old spy things where you it'd just be like a punch punched out card that you'd yes. lay over a, a load of text you know maybe cheese of truth yeah yeah. you get like that sort of thing of just have all the all the possible you know adjectives and and verbs for for everything and then you just like which film are we making today and just lay it over the sheet to see what the film's gonna be isn't that how the um how they make family guy (laughs) (laughs) just shift it over one one word at a time that's bad That wasn't an impression of Peter, by the way. That was an impression of South Park doing an impression of Peter. <laughs> Meta cartoons. <laughs> First hermit on Mars. Yeah, I'm done with that. Mars tramps. <laughs> that sounds like a card game. <laughs> no, it's the uh, it's the third album by. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Vehicular, whatever it was. <laughs> Mars Trumps does sound like a card game. There's a, there's a really good version of Top Trumps that's called Dictator Top Trumps. And it's got all the great dictators of the world. Great. Guess, who the, guess who the Top Trump is? I mean, I think. Genghis Khan? No, nope. if it was any sort of He's recent one, it would it would probably be a top Trump, wouldn't it? I would imagine. <laughs> no, this no. It's, I, I would say this is probably like ten years old. It's deck. Mao. No. Right kind of region. So there was there were several criteria. There was like mm. um, bounty on their head at the time. So like what okay. the FBI would you know thought they were worth mm. uh, people killed <laughs> pretty high up um, their net worth was one of the okay. Okay. one of the measures so that was quite good so like Gaddafi was really high because he was really yeah, rich high net worth yeah um, there's a few other grim ones as well it was quite a grim second card um, <laughs> it certainly sounds like yeah. yeah so Paul Pot was like pretty much the best one mm. that you get but George Bush was George Bush Jr <laughs> Was there was the really? top job? I thought he was genius, <laughs> and it just had like you know basically all the deaths he was responsible for. <laughs> oh fuck it up! Did you just listen by country? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Oh, did they have Tony Blair? On so there, if you can get, but the the, <laughs> the problem is we we got this um dic- deck of dic- dictated top jumps at like this sort of horrible touristy shop in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so we were playing Dictator Top Trumps in Cologne, Cologne. Um, 
in like a German bar <laughs> and we're like slamming down Hitler and like, yes, I'll raise you. Read the fucking room, you know what I mean, guys? <laughs> I mean, they were selling it in Germany, so, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm almost surprised, yeah. <laughs> All the dictators are available. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, there have been some nasty ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pigeons are <Right>. Kimbo. <laughs> Tom knows. Tom understands that reference. Oh, oh. Is it just like Daniel Radcliffe with pigeons glued to his hands? <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> to be fair, he'd, he'd take that role on as well, I think. Oh. oh, my face is already aching. <laughs> Half an hour in. Oh. Hey, tell me about it. See, I just got confused then with uh, Guns Akimbo and Swiss Army Man, both starring Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> I love the fact that he's he's just gone. You know, like he, most sort of childhood stars. You know, sort of do if you like one wacky project and go a bit. Pit off to one side or something, like and he just kind of went completely. Why not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, well, fuck it, I'm going to do the, the 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 stuff I want to do, not all it's this. Who needs you know. to do big ones for the money? Is it? Exactly. Yeah. True. It's a bit kind of like Elijah Wu, and I always get them two mixed up. But you know, he started doing weird, fun films after Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah, well, I'm, he's, I'm... he's a big fan of like uh, like proper horror films and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he started his own production company for like weird backwater horror films. And stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is that a euphemism for snuff movies? Backwater well, horror films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was in. And he was in. Oh, and he was in Over the Garden Wall as well. He was. So I I saw him on. Uh, hot ones, and he was saying that that was one of the f- one of the things that um, if you ever sort of meet him, like everyone talks about Lord of the Rings or mm. you know the really obvious stuff. He's saying things like uh, Over the Garden Wall is something that really, like, if someone knows that, that's yeah. something you know. It's like a little connection that you know that means more to him than you know the Lord of the Rings fans. Because or... I, mean, I I started watching the show, not not knowing anything about it. So oh, this looks interesting. You know, a bit kind of spirited away vibes, you know, a bit Studio mm. Ghibli kind of look and feel. Um, and I didn't know who was in it. I didn't know any of the cast or anything like that. I was just watching it and I was like, I know that voice. You know, and you're like, it's all like halfway through an episode. I'm like, is he playing Tommy Jordan? It's great. <laughs> um, and he's like really well cast. And then Christopher Lloyd's in it. Great show. If you've not seen Over the Garden Wall, anyone listening. I mean, Christopher Lloyd's got a particularly you know, sort of iconic cadence to his voice and stuff as well. <laughs> yes, this is true. He's done some weird stuff too. Not that I'm an expert yeah. on media, as most people who know me know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of hardly watch films, hardly watch TV. For 300 hours of YouTube a day. <laughs> <laughs> they say it's the new TV. <laughs> well, I've been trying to catch up this week because my... my um, my one tab had exploded again, gone over the 
of because I think I think a few weeks back I said I, I cleared it down to about five hundred. Wow! And it it, it it shot back up to thirteen hundred. So <laughs> I, I spent a bit of time yesterday getting it down to by to just deleting them or by actually watching them. Nine hundred. Well, I kind of what I do. I kind of if the video comes up on my subscription feed because I don't bother with the kind of home page. I only I only use my subscription feed. Right. So yeah, I've I've got a lot of people in there. So if something catches my eye from somebody I want to watch, because there are some folk I always watch, but your good self. Um, there are other ones that yeah, you know, it catches my eye. I think oh that'll be good. So I'll I'll just open them up every yeah every kind of. Now and then, I'll just open up YouTube straight into the subscriptions page. I'll go, oh, there's, there's, there's 10 that have come up that I want to watch, and I'll just bung them onto one tab. And then if I get chance, I'll try and watch those then later in the day. But certainly the last few months, it's been a case of like, nope. So you get like, you know, potentially anywhere from 10 to 60 videos a day come up that I want to watch. Right, wow. And then that kind of ends up in one tab, and then... You know, <laughs> A few months, a few weeks this later. Not, this is not a healthy uh, <laughs> equation, no, Andy. No, it's not. <laughs> so, I mean, essentially, what all I've done is kind of go, okay, right. I'll, I'll, I'll open up ten at a time, and then I'll just kind of work through. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just Often when I'm doing it. other things, well, not quite, yeah, not quite, yeah, not quite that ten. <laughs> like at sword time, with the things. I'll open up. <laughs> I'll open up ten tabs, and then I'll work back through those ten that have opened up. So I might. Depends on what it is. Depends on whether I'll kind of watch it. I think so. I might kind of go right. That caught my eye because I thought it might be interesting. Yeah. And I start watching it, and it's not. So like, right, ditch that. Or I might be, yeah, like a, a build video. Yeah, whether it's somebody building a, a a nice piece of furniture, whether it's whatever. I'll kind of go. I I know how to build that sort of thing. I don't want to watch somebody sawing some wood. <laughs> Because I know how to do that. You better remove yeah. half of YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of just write. I'll just, yeah, I'll just skip to the bit where they're putting it together. Yeah, or the, the final bit of putting it together, so I can see what they've actually come up with. Or if there's a kind of a tricky bit of yeah, there's kind of be like, how the hell are they going to make that? Yeah, I'll watch surely you spend more time skipping backwards through the video to try and find the bit that you wanted to actually oh, watch. No, not you? if you, not if you're this old Tony fan, because his his latest video was just like <laughs> it opened up. Uh, for those of you, I've got time. Skip to twelve minutes and four seconds. <laughs> can you weld cast iron? Yes, you can weld cast iron. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's what you need, Andy. You need, you need yeah. to get to the. Somebody point else did that. Chapter. Somebody else did that. I'm trying to think, who it was it? It was. Um... Oh, I mean, if you're, Simon, Simon Tony, if you're watching this, Tony. If you're watching this, Tony. To not be entertained, you, you shouldn't be watching that channel. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, totally. It, 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 oh, I really need to see how he welds this cast iron. It's really, really educational. <laughs> you learn more from all the random shit he does between the start and the bit exactly. that you actually turn on for. <laughs> oh. that, I mean, his videos are so well made, aren't they? They're, they're, they're just storytelling delights. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's. Much. So I'll, yeah, so if it's something I kind of think right, I want to, I want to kind of. If there's something I really want to sort of enjoy mm. to watch, then I might just put it back into. Yeah, one tap, um, to a point where I've got it. Yeah, and just kind of yeah, um, try to. This is not, this is not healthy, Andy. This is like. Yeah. Why have you got these three hundred pizza boxes in your bedroom? 
Is that what I might need them? <laughs> and then <laughs> it's like, well, well, we'll get rid of some of these. We'll just put them in the bathroom for now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will watch. I might be a bit might of a hoarder. Watch. <laughs> Definitely watch. <laughs> well, so and, I mean, Andy, this is this is thirteen hundred tabs. Is this on your desktop or on the laptop? Because what's on the other one? <laughs> yeah. What about your Firefox browser and your uh, <laughs> Safari browser? Safari? I haven't got Mac, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so, yeah, it's it's it's, well, it's down to 900 now on the desktop. So, down to 900 this yesterday. This is why I stopped using Watch Later. Yeah. It's, and, like a, uh, it's, it's like an anxiety thing. It's there. It's like, it's like having Answer Machine. <laughs> Don't ever I, leave I, me I, an Answer Machine. Like, or the How Dave horrific is that as a concept? <laughs> Something's going to happen to you and you don't know until you press this button and listen to it. Could be good, could be bad. <laughs> but somebody needed you. <laughs> oh, God. Three weeks even, ago. Even thinking about an answering machine gives, gives me anxiety. Yeah, I think... Yeah, just have a little look. So, laptop, we're at 444. <laughs> Nice. There's very few the YouTube beast. videos there. Yeah, there's very few videos, uh, YouTube videos on that. <laughs> Mostly articles on this one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, I'm most of the time I'm at my laptop. Most of the time at my laptop, I I tend to be, I'll be doing something like my daily drawing. So I don't want to be watching a video at the same time as draw because the yeah I make my life hard enough with the drawing. So it tends to be music. So the laptop tends to be music listening. Oh, nice. I wouldn't want to mix up the yeah. So YouTube on the desktop. Music on here. The the, the digital mullet of uh, Andy's. <laughs> the facial oh. hairstyle. <laughs> the hairstyle. I'm a I'm a collector. Business at the front, party at the back. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a collector. I, I object to the term hoarder. So it's pronounced harder, Andy. <laughs> I'm a collector of the same woodworking video by David Pachuta over and over again. Does he even do woodworking anymore? Yes, <laughs> <I don't. laughs> that's very satisfying when that happens, when you've got one tap, if you actually then come across that you've already seen a video and you can just literally delete it straight away. Oh, boom. That's very satisfying. Completed it, mate. <laughs> Done it. Although there's times when you're kind of watching and go, this is familiar. I'm sure I've seen this before. And then you work out once you've kind of, yeah, you've got 90% of the way through. Oh, I, I can't... 50% think this is a cry for help. <laughs> I can't quite tell. It wouldn't be the first time we've had some sort of intervention on this, this show. Uh. So should we, should we actually talk about car engines? Why not? <laughs> there's, there's two in my kitchen as we speak. Oh my god! Take the take the um. Take the not as cooking utensils, Jamie. They're just <laughs> no, no, no. ones on an engine stand. The other ones in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> because of course it is. But no, take the head off. You can put it on the floor. I'm not a monster. <laughs> You can put four different drinks in and then do it like drinks roulette by spinning the crankshaft and see which one pops up to the top. 
spoiler alert, it's whatever wasn't supposed to be in the same place because they're all knackered, these engines. <laughs> You've got three down the bottom. Know, Jim? <laughs> oh. got passion fruit coolie running through the coolient lines. <laughs> well, I, wasn't, I wasn't meaning necessarily turn the whole engine into some kind of cocktail machine, but that's a really good idea. Well, why not? <laughs> Have you met me? As soon as the head gasket's already do, mashed. Do you just physically mean put a drink on the pistons? Yeah. <laughs> I might just put like four, four Don't you glasses. really like a sausage? <laughs> yeah, but just take, just take the head off and just put four glasses on top of the pistons and spin the spin nice. the crank to see which, which, which stays top dead centre. I like it. I don't know if JP is still. I don't know if JP Jimmy Page is still in the uh, the chat, but yeah, I think we've got the next virtually crafty sorted for you. No, don't spoil it, Andy. The whole point of virtually crafty is you decide what you're going to do four minutes before you go live on YouTube. <laughs> There's no planning for virtually crafty. They have been very good for virtually crafty. I've got to admit, it's been a this, this um, I want to say, it's not bi-monthly or semi-monthly. They're roughly Duo bi-monthly. Monthly. No, no bi-monthly is twice a month. No, no, because it can be both. It can be twice well, a month that's, or that help every two months. <laughs> no, but yeah, the English language should be like, a word not thing, meant like to be understandable. Fortnightly, not not bi-weekly. <laughs> we need to come up with a word for, for, for once every two months. But there, anyway, this one I, I thought was spectacular. Really nice Fort mix. Fort monthly. What's it one more time? Fort monthly. Fort monthly. Well, no, because Fort... it's not it's not made up of 14 days, Jimmy. <laughs> Fort nights. Chwunthly, <laughs> Chwunthly. <laughs> there you go. What did you call me? Because <laughs> it sounds a bit like. <laughs> From now on, call it Chwunthly. Give it six months; it'll be a real word in the dictionary. Fam can be a word. Chwunthly can be a word. <laughs> Hello, what's her face from uh, it's Susie Dent on the phone? Countdown. Oh, Susie Dent. Oh, um, <laughs> Helen Zaltzman. Zaltzman, that's the, it. Yeah, the illusionist. You see, does anyone know that that's Boggle? The logo. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I know, obviously, you know that, and Andy knows that. I mean, <laughs> any one of the other thousands and thousands of people that, that listen to that podcast, they know it's Boggle. <laughs> I think. You'd hope so. Oh, they like. Oh, what's this? To that. Word app. <laughs> Wordle. This, oh, this doesn't look anything like Wordle. <laughs> so uh, there's there's Nerdle now as well. It's it's a maths one. You've got to produce. You've got to use the nine the ten digits, and plus minus times divide equals to make a sum. You have to have an equals. The operators can only be on the left-hand side of the equal sign, and you've got, I think it's six. Again, six kind of six choices, 
but you have it's not five. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Pretty sure the beauty seven. of maths is that that could it's be nine. infinite, though, Andy. <laughs> but this is this is kind what makes pointless. it a bit tricky. But you've got I think I think it's nine or ten sort of spaces to make your sum. So it has to kind of work out. There's no powers. There's no negative numbers. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're not getting to you operate. You kind of have to work everything. with. Yeah, right, you have to work okay. with kind of bod mass. Uh, right. Sort of normal order of operations. It's it's interesting, and you get the same sort of thing as you get with Wordle, where it tells you if you've got things in the right place, if you've got numbers that are in but they're in the wrong place, etc. Yeah, it's called Mastermind. And it was a game about <laughs> 30 years ago where you had little coloured things and you put them in the thing, in the order. Yeah, little pegs. And, yeah, little pegs. And they were like, oh, you've got the right colour, but it's in the wrong place. Yeah, you had then there was a little grid of four at the side where you had yep. black little, little white, white pins. pegs. Yeah, see? Yeah. Wordle. Used to love that. Yeah. Such disdain in the way you said that then. <laughs> so no, it takes me back. So like the the cover for Mastermind was obviously playing on the tropes of Mastermind, the the, the yeah, TV yeah. show that was all about being a genius and like the black or, yeah, sort of pre Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, dramatic lighting. Um, it wasn't. It was just a grey plastic thing where you just put pegs in the thing. But it it reminds me of like old like. Acorn Electron and Spectrum games where they had beautiful, amazing, elaborate like cover art for the game. Yep. And the game was just like a little stick man <laughs> throwing like ninja stars or something. It's like, like how have you made the link? From, yeah, how have you made the link from that? Like I can imagine with like old kind of sort of games where it's like very word driven and there's a story and there's a lot of romance about it. I can I can be taken down that. Yeah, I mean you know, something like Zork. You know, you can imagine yeah. that be you'd need some kind of fancy box art instead of yeah. just in-game footage. <laughs> <laughs> but the story's playing a role. But some games, I mean, there must have been a lot of heartbroken kids back in the day <laughs> putting on gunslingers, and it's just like. <laughs> but that's but that's why adverts started. Adverts for computer games, kind of yeah, you know, you're kind of the side of a bus. Stop. Mm. Yeah, started having yeah, not actual game, not, not actual bus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course it's, it's not like... the actual game footage. It's a bus, <laughs> but it was always going to look crap it's rather driver. than you know, really good. Well, the kind of the adverts you got for the sort of game, yeah, it's like not actual gameplay. And it's I mean, this, does, you know, there must be at the graphics. point now where they don't have to do that anymore. Oh, there must be a point now where the bit in Gran Turismo that you're playing is as good as that bit that they show you in Gran Turismo, surely. surely yeah, they just use the game engine to generate yeah. it. Yeah. Actual game footage. Yeah. In fact, if anything, they should be like, not real footage. <laughs> this isn't a real car. <laughs> and I thought that like Gran Turismo 2 25 years ago. I mean, it's like the, the old, you know, Sega Rally and Colin McRae Rally, you know, the, the arcade you'd get down at the, the bowling alley and things like that. You know, growing up, going and, you know, playing Sega Rally or something, it felt like you were in it. You know, you were, you were driving that car instead mm. of just moving those six pixels left and right. <laughs> well, I mean, in their defense, sometimes you were actually in a car. Well, yeah. yeah you know. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure if Pong had like an actual tennis racket as a, <laughs> as a controller, <laughs> it would probably be a bit more immersive than just a little joystick. 
Well, that, that was the Nintendo Wii. Yeah, surely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. See, I, I think I can't remember if this was somebody's um, attention grabber a few weeks ago. There's a guy who built a powered simula- sort of rally car simulator. Uh-huh. Basically, a seat. So he had a, a, a fixed frame, you know, using kind of you know, eighty by twenty extrusion. Um, so he had a frame built on that on little. It was all linear actuators. I want to say, stuff, yeah, they were. Yeah, I'm trying to think whether they were linear actuators or little. I don't think it was hydraulics. Pneumatics. No, it's it linear. And actuators, yeah, just the whole thing was just moving around and shuffling. A bit slow around. hydraulics. So proper car seat. Yeah, mm. proper car seat. Proper kind of via rally style gear shifter yeah. on the side and nice piece of engineering I think mm. she's able to sort of play yeah, yeah. You know, any rally game he wants or you know, racing thing with kind of all the bumps and whatever to go with it so does it does it have the data in the game then for that or does it just go off like Good question because I, 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 I often wonder this I, I'm assuming like um, flight simulators probably do mm. yeah they have all that for the but how yeah, how does how does one get the the data from a, so a rally some, game to, to to do that? Some do have stuff. Right. Some that are geared for Sims. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there are there are some right. proper simulator games that have that feedback for uh, various things. Um, but I think that particular one, because he was using it with a lot of standard games as well, I think he was. He was doing something clever with a bit of extra software to to figure out what it was supposed to be doing. So, so I because I was th- the reason I ask is because I'm I'm building this um, time crisis cabinet, mm-hmm. um, and I want like recoil on the gun, so you can mm-hmm. just get a solenoid and repurpose it and just have it yeah. on the trigger. But then there's some weapons in the game which are automatic. But I don't know how you get the data from the game. Obviously, you can't do it on a PlayStation yeah. to tell the gun to fire automatic. Or do I kind of retrofit it so it's like you actually have to switch a switch to put it on automatic? So it makes it a bit more immersive. Yeah. That would be pretty good because you, you, know you, you would, you would that. do that, wouldn't you? Yeah. So you, yeah. You, know, you go off screen, reload, change your gun, flick it to auto, brap, yeah. brap, brap. I think that would be the most sensible way to do on a postcard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and unless there's some sophisticated optical recognition that knows which well, weapon you've selected. That's what I was thinking. If you if you had some, you'd have to do that some sort of like pass through HDMI, yeah. pull it out to a Raspberry Pi and process it or something. Oh um, no! Hang on! Hang on! Hang on! Is there rumble data? Well, so does, does have... rumble go auto? It must do. It must do. You must be able to pull that. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. So maybe maybe there are third-party guns that... Sorry, this has got really technical and boring. Um, maybe there's <laughs> third-party guns that do have that. And maybe it's the Rumble data? I'm trying to think what other it, data you would get be, yeah. from the console other than the, just the controls. And Rumble's the only thing I can think of. Well, because you, you can get... There, there is... Um... Me and my mate were looking about this the other day. That you, there is a USB one that you can use for things like Raspberry Pi for the. Um, so yes, yeah, so the PS2 has USB. So maybe there is other other data well coming out. You must be able to read that. Mm. The just some sort of serial reader. Right, I'm um, on it. Yeah. 
So you work, we're workshopping it on. I like it. it. Yeah. Blue Sky thinking. <laughs> every time I hear that, now, it just, it, thinking. It just every time anyone says about Blue Sky, it just reminds me of uh, Heston Blumenthal when he did the um, the Little Chefs. Did you see that? Fucking that... hell! Slug porridge. Did you, yeah. Did oh you, yeah. The kind of people that stop at a Little Chef really want a bowl of slug porridge, mate. Well, no, because he, he, he didn't box. do this. He didn't do the slug po- the porridge, but um, they the, did. The boss, they did that. They did. They had slug porridge on the menu at Little Chef. <laughs> but do you remember when the, the um, when the boss of Little Chef basically said to him, "Like, I want the big, you know, the, the Heston Blumenthal big blue sky idea." So he just went right, okay, then sod you. So then painted a blue sky on the in the inside of the restaurants. <laughs> so there's your blue sky thinking. Yeah. See that? I respect that. What yeah. one of those restaurants is actually on the A14, right by me. There's there's two either side in, in like service stations, and one of them is one of his. There's one on the 303. Been to once. Yeah. That could that could have been a happy eater. But it's not. Oh. <laughs> Mind you, Rumble Data sounds like it might be a support act for vehicular uh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Wicked Data came up my nose then. That Wicked? Have you got a bottle of Wicked, Jamie? <laughs> no, I've got the, <laughs> got the old uh, Glenn Phillips oh. in. Very nice. I did whiskey, even if it did sound like Wicked. <laughs> Just a Freudian, it's a, it's whatever the, the hearing version of a Freudian slip is. I was, uh, I heard, I heard wicked. <laughs> Isn't that when you say one thing and mean your mother? I mean, uh, another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Freudian slip sounds like band supporting them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in and of itself, it sounds like a sexual innuendo, which doesn't help with that. <laughs> in your endo. <laughs> Oh, but they've got good album covers as well, though. See, I, I, I wonder whether some of the comeback of vinyl is down to the fact that actually you can get decent-sized album covers. True, good art, yeah. Because I used to, I mean, I, yeah, when I was a teenager, yeah, obviously there weren't anything other than albums. Um, there were cassettes as well, but yeah, mm. you, yeah, you bought cassettes for going in your. Oh, it's an ugly thing, isn't it? It's not out. a nice yeah. size or shape. You know, you can't, like the, you can't, was, um, you can't really sit with a cassette. Yeah, you get, you get a cassette and you get the kind of the, the lyrics and you've got to get fold a magnifying out. glass out. Yeah, 18-page Concertina <laughs> fold-out of a cassette. There was, um, I was in, like, that's dust, man. And they had, a, they had a box for Spider-Man Far From Home. And there was nothing in the box. It was a box for a digital download of the movie. Yep. And it was obviously to your point, Andy. Like the people still want things. People still, yeah. you know, they mm-hmm. must have um, uh, consumer tested this. You know, not just some random mad person at Sony going, "Oh, we print boxes with nothing in them." <laughs> this will have been tested, and the, you know, there's demand for this. Mm-hmm. So the, there, there will be shelves in people's houses with empty boxes just because they want a physical thing that says. I own Spider-Man. It's, it's uh, but the, I get it. I get it. Especially if it's like really, tease, it? if it's really cool artwork, you know, or yeah. a lovely like sleeve, or it's, you know, lenticular, and there's a bit of like 
the experience there. I get it. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. The same with like a big, not really nice twelve inch, like the vinyl. Yeah. No. <laughs> a, a, a submarine roll. <laughs> Around. Yeah, Stotty. Stotty's probably about no, it's probably more than twelve inches around. Stotty. <laughs> Pi times diameter. Eight. Yeah. About twenty four inches stotty around. Yeah. <laughs> <A> pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> I thought I thought we were going to slide deliciously down into uh, into the uh, all the, the naming conventions for those kind of round. No, it's been done. Red things. <laughs> you don't need to. There's people that are correct, and there's people that are incorrect. <laughs> I'm trying. To, I've been trying to remember for the last minute that I used to work with a lass who was she was um, from Sheffield. And down here in in the, in the south, and she used to call. I'm trying to remember what the word she used to use for basically a, a what some people might call a bun or a roll, or you know, or cob. It, it was, I'm pretty sure it was some like bread cake. Bread cake. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. That's the Sheffield well, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, a bomb cake. Everyone else was going like. What are you talking about? What is this thing? That is it bread be or cake? <laughs> Legally, by definition, they're two different things. Yeah. <laughs> How could they be the same thing? We're getting close to the uh, biscuit or cake of a Jaffa cake there. Pro <laughs> tip, one goes soft when you leave it out, one goes hard when you leave it out. That's the legal definition. That's the, uh, the McVitie's... Uh, so they got over the tax thing. The court case, wasn't it? So then, what happens when they make them donut things? <laughs> Where do they sit? That if you had that a value-added uh, luxury item, it's, it's got to be, isn't it? Because it's, yeah. uh, it's clearly if you, tried, if you tried it yet, it is disappointing. No, because it's still technically bread. Because it's a donut, so it's not a luxury yeah. item. But it's gone very, very it's much. Staple food. It doesn't matter. They, they, they'll have they'll yeah, have true, lapped true. that loophole up. Yeah. Anything that's not a biscuit. <laughs> Still not a biscuit. But it's only chocolate biscuits, isn't it? Because non-chocolate biscuits mm. don't have the, the AT on. Mm. But a cake doesn't, because a cake is a, a essential food item. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm testament to that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I think we've definitely got the record for the most laughing in this this episode. <laughs> Steve says uh, it's called a roll. It's called a roll. We're not having this conversation. I'm sorry, I've had this conversation too many times. It's like Nam, or Bam. It's like Fiat Bam. I, I, growing up in Jumped Liverpool, in the they, they um. Kind of like a, a, a delicacy in a, in a Liverpool chippy is to get a bin lid and chips. This is just the ultimate carb overload. It's one of the you know the, the big sort of twelve inch diameter bomb cakes. They cut into the top, take the take the top out, fill it full of chips, and then put the top back on. 
That is the, the ultimate death by carbs. <laughs> they kind of cancel each other out, though, isn't it? It's like when farmers put pepper on to cancel out the salt. It's the same with the chip butty. It, it, like, all the chips, it's um, polyunsaturated fats. <laughs> Once all the oil's soaked in, it doesn't matter yeah, anyway, does exactly. it? <laughs> it's just straight through you, like brass oil. <laughs> that, that sounds like you've actually There was an urban legend at my school where this this kid who was like mm, like one of them um, technical terms yeah sat in uh, resistant materials formerly DT probably <laughs> formerly something else Andy you'll tell me it was called something else when you were a kid. oh you mean woodworking metalwork yeah they? wood woodwork yeah. Yeah, wood, shop shop class um, that's American we'll learn how to sell things um <laughs> Apparently, this kid just sat there, and they were they were like um, polishing some stainless, I don't know, whatever. And he just necked the brasso, <laughs> and he shat himself before he put the bottle down on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, gravity fed this brasso right through him, right through his intestines. What if it was just a mass thing, just pushed it all out? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I think it was the I, brass. There are, there are. I can't. I can't remember. There, there's a uh, in Pringles. Yeah. If no, you ever met, if you ever read the the, the 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 classic SAS survival handbook by Lofty Wiseman, that kind of yeah, that classic of yeah survival training. There's something in there. I seem to remember. It may have been somewhere else. It's a long time since I ever read it. There's a there's a herb that you can eat. That is very effective laxative apparently this thing is so effective that you have to be how should we put it coffee. ready <laughs> ready coffee. you have to be ready before you consume it because as soon as Ooh. you consume it and it hits the stomach straight out straight out Ooh. i mean I, yeah. I genuinely i'm like that with coffee <laughs> just this this smell of it it's like oh right boom <laughs> ready to go yeah <laughs> It just kickstarts everything, doesn't it? Gets everything yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, there's, there, but there's always there's always schools where uh, there's always schools. Uh, there's always kids in school. There are always schools who will all. eat who will eat something they shouldn't or do whatever. I mean, there's, there's a classic case about oh, it must be about fifteen, possibly seventeen years ago uh, in Plymouth of a student who suggested to another student that this 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 uh, petri dish of blue crystals was sherbet for them to eat and not copper sulfate crystals Jeez. that's got to go through here as well surely or, or completely bung you up well it's got it's quite a strong fungicide so well <laughs> cleared the thrush right up <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to sort of rub it in the groin area. <laughs> Tastes like pennies. <laughs> it's not like deep heat. <laughs> Talking of deep heat, right? This is going to get a little bit um, sort of philosophical here. And this is the, this is the band that's going to support vehicular food stuff. <laughs> yeah, second yeah, tour. Deep heat. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I was helping my mate build the um, structure in his garden, and and one of our other mates turned up, and we were discussing food and spicy food. And my mate said, and these were his exact words: "How come your bum can taste spicy?" <laughs> and he didn't mean like how come bumholes can te- be can have a spicy flavour. No taste buds. He meant yeah. how could how can your bum? Experience the sensation of spicy food. <laughs> it, was the way, it was the way he said, "Taste." Right? Does it sort of do like a? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we were just like ripping him a new one, pun intended. And he, and, he, and he was like, you know, it, it can't it can't taste like tangy or sweet. <laughs> and we were like, we were like gobsmacked. We were like, what do you mean taste? What do you mean, Ben? It can taste. And he was, and he was obsessed that. The sensation of a, a chemical burn, which is essentially what mm-hmm. capsaicin is, yeah, on soft tissue, was mm-hmm. actually a, a taste bud thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, and we'd, we'd had a few drinks, and we were in the sauna, which didn't help. Um, and th- it, it just wouldn't show up about like your bum being able to taste things. <laughs> and then he was like. And he's like, well, it doesn't stop there, does it? It's like, what do you mean, Ben? He's like, well, your balls can taste mint. He's <laughs> like, what do you mean? It's like one of the about like uh, that like shower gel. It's yep. got like the tinkle, like yeah, yeah, it's got a menthol or whatever it is, or you know, whatever the other. I, thing I know is, exactly what he means. Well, not menthol. Tea, tea tree and mint, yeah. yeah. Tea tree, yeah, and and I was like, Ben. It's not. They're not. You haven't got taste buds on your ball bag. It's like it's crinkly, like a like a tongue, isn't it? It kind of is. It's a similar um, skin, apparently, as well. Same on the glands uh, to lower the tone. Um, But the the. But he he couldn't. He couldn't distinguish between a chemical sensation and and flavor. But then it's the same thing. So that's yeah. what your taste buds are doing. Yeah. Well, that's chemical. the whole thing with chili. When you when you when you eat it, you don't actually yeah. get heat. You're getting it's a it's a chemical reaction. Yeah. essentially. I mean, you're getting the the, the flavor profile of the chili and the various different things that, that go into it. But the, yeah, the, the burning it's sensation. Not a, it's is... not like a, a physical temperature heat. No, no, no. Um, but then, but he wouldn't shut up. And then we 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 delved we delved into it a little bit. And we started like googling, like how come my bum all can taste chili? <laughs> if anybody has a spare five ten minutes to go down a, uh, uh, an internet rabbit hole, um, apparently your mouth is not the only place where there are taste buds. And he wasn't talking shit, pun intended. Interesting. Um, yeah. Very interesting. I will, I will leave it there I, for those that want a little bit the... of further reading. He didn't go for the, you know, like practical experiment and in having like a selection of chili sauces and just rubbing a swipe down <laughs> his rings. Gently, to... you know, like. <laughs> Wait, which, well, which sauce is this? So this is the same bloke whose wedding photograph pictures, the album is called Balls on Jag. So he had a jag for the wedding car and there's just various photographs of everyone's different testicles draped <laughs> over the Jaguar as a sort of ritual. So, it, <laughs> it was to be expected, oh. but yeah, it, it took an interesting turn when we started to uh, do a bit of research. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's 
sort of fortuitous timing, you know, having you on and talking about spicy food as well, because I <laughs> have recently got, like, I used to be heavily into my spice. And uh, sort of, you know, for, for attempted settling of the stomach, you know, kind of avoided it for a little bit. And, um, well, it's, no. <laughs> Discovered that I, I, I have a, a, a sort of throat kind of allergic reaction to... Um, pickled jalapenos. So thought, oh, I'll, I'll have a bit of time off the spice and then specifically pickled jalapenos. Or yeah, if I get Subway with the jalapenos on it, my throat starts kind of closing up a little bit. Bit of a reaction to it. So I thought, oh, yes, I'll give it a rest. I'll, I'll, I'll avoid that for a little bit. But then have recently started getting back into my, my hot sauces, and I've bought uh, some from the brand Psycho Juice is a lunatic in Bristol but had a roast garlic ghost pepper sauce the other night and it is absolutely amazing it's but not it, the um what brand is it psycho juice yes oh it's so good and I've got the roast the ghost pepper mustard as well yes and both of those sauces are delicious and warm twice I agree. very warm twice if pro tip if you can preempt it there are there are um steps one can take i'll leave <laughs> it there wet wipes in the fridge by any chance no 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 a bit of a bit of uh preparation <laughs> <laughs> i'll leave it to the imagination of the listeners um if you've eaten spicy food and you know you're going to shat it out at some point um there are there are precautions well, it's because it's it's lipids, isn't it? Is uh, it's that help to bind to the capsaicin molecules. That's why delicious, greasy, fatty food is spicy. It's even better. Fatty food, chili sauce, jump done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing worse than crap hot sauce, Tom. I wholeheartedly agree. It's like craft beer. Go. <laughs> Stop making it. Nobody wants it. But, but, I mean, this is, this is a problem, isn't it? Sometimes you get with, like, like for example, in your restaurants, where they'll just make something because they're they're expecting the the, the stellar crowd to come in at yeah eleven o'clock, fill up, and they just go, we want the hottest stuff. Yeah. So they just, they, they're not worried blue, about, mate. Yeah, they're not worried about flavour, mm-hmm. so they just. Just let's just make this as hot as possible, yep. and that's the kind of the expectation of that particular clientele. Whereas, yeah, actually, the fra- flavor profiles of really well-made curries and chilies can be superbly hot, but they're still flavor. Yeah, well, that's sort of partly why the file was invented, wasn't it? It's just as a kind of a screw you to all the. <laughs> All the all the Brits going, yeah. Can we have something hotter, mate? Something hotter. I've completely removed my taste buds with ten pints of Stella. So <laughs> yeah, like, bring on the hot curry. Sorry, I'm, I'm listening. I'm just sent, I'm just getting a, the hot sauce. I said, Jamie, Jamie. Was, it, was it you that shared the other day the the story about somebody who sent a their they'd made Sam their their wife. It made their wife. No, yeah, it's weird science. The movie. I'm trying to get the story the right way around. Yeah, it's a fantastic film, that is. Um, 
one of my favourite films of the 80s that was um, but it gives me some flashbacks uh, their, their wife didn't have particularly sensitive taste so he used to make his wife a really hot sandwich so it'd be like ham sandwich with a superbly hot he put um, the last sort of sauce for those who are familiar with the, the hot ones uh, youtube series he'd put uh, a, a thin layer of the last dab hot sauce on both slices of bread it'd be like three million like scoville three million scovilles or something like that yeah and then but he, and he also made you know, for his children made sandwiches without the hot food on it and then one day just about lunchtime gets a phone call from the school saying youngest daughter is you know, seriously not well um, appears to be kind of having some sort of maybe kind of reaction to something that they've eaten in their, their, their lunch bag and so at that point he realises that he must have mixed up the lunch bags and the daughter's gone to primary school with the three million Scoville, so he's kind of sort of saying, "Can you give us some milk? Can and he then and your yogurt or, or something like that?" And he has to kind of proceed to school where he gets complete blasting from the the head teacher for endangering his child in such a manner. Uh -huh. She sort of kind of accepts, of course, because well, yeah. Scary. I'm assuming he came really... down with like a pint of cobra or something, or kingfisher, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> straight to a primary school. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, <laughs> All that milk nonsense. Yeah, I think I th he did stop it. He stopped at a, a, somewhere on the way and picked up some milk or milk type <laughs> drinks to give. Yeah, I, I, the story of cobra. Like the story of cobra is quite. Uh, how that was developed was actually quite an interesting story because that was developed specifically for mm. drinking with curry. Well, the advertising campaign will tell you. <laughs> well, I, I having worked on the from... <laughs> right, okay, right, because I heard it on a podcast from the guy who supposedly invented it or developed it. But yeah, obviously that was part of the branding. Hook, line, and sinker. I'll get you. It's delicious. I like Cobra. I know a guy who does some brand new. <laughs> Ice branding or hot branding? <laughs> or Russell. <laughs> Remember Russell Brand? Where happens to him? Oh, yeah, still, he, he's, he's still going. He went like us and went completely off the rails, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still going on like, every now and again. I see videos popping up because he's having some rant about some aspect of the world that he yeah. doesn't quite agree with. And, and nobody was listening. Pretty much, <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, maybe, maybe don't tag him. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to bother. Yeah. <laughs> Although tasty bumholes just sound like one of his crap books. What <laughs> intended? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's that's DP's third album. Toilet book. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. How many? How many album? How, how many album sort of titles do you think are just made up by people just kind of completely off their heads or just <laughs> smell the giggling globe. like mad? <laughs> uh, 
probably most of the 80s, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, <laughs> and the 70s, and good part of the 90s, I would imagine. Well, that was a, that was a, an urban legend about Chumbawamba, wasn't it? it was that the, the whole formulation of their name was because one of them was involved in an experiment of the monkeys on typewriters typing the works of Shakespeare. And amongst the reams and reams of complete and total gibber shit that they'd typed, Chumbawamba was this word that stuck out to them. That's, that's sort of the, the, one of the urban legends about how they uh, got their name. Talking of weird names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm surprised they were able to fill an album with the same song on repeat. <laughs> well, because apparently they uh, their first album had uh, was banned because the album art on the front was uh, an uncensored photo of a woman giving birth, and that just to like, a monkey, not to a monkey, oh. to a, a human baby, a typewriter. All right, <laughs> <laughs> pretty certain a typewriter going in is. Probably on some fetish website. Ding. <laughs> Ruth, <laughs> probably the monkey as well. Yeah. <laughs> I've come to the conclusion: if you can imagine a sequence of words, you can type it into the internet, and it will exist. <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. how debauched or strange, and, and then rule unrelated, of course, yeah. come into play as well. There's, I'm pretty sure there's something for that. There's, there's a, there's a search engine. Kind of one of these, just yeah. You know, somebody came up with this odd search engine to do just that, to search for random strings and tell you where it is. For like the me, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say because you can't do Google Lacks anymore, can you? Because of all the meta search engines that research Google and generate their own results on it. Oh, uh, right, yeah. But the Google Wack adventure, Dave Gorman, is amazing for those who haven't seen it. This is true. It's a very good kind of hour and a half of a lunatic flying around the world. <laughs> or a Dave Gorman show, as it's also known. <laughs> uh, should we do introductions? <laughs> <laughs> My name's Alan. <laughs> I'm, I'm... I'm glad you picked up on We Meant You, Alden, not just that you're waiting for me and Andy to start <laughs> introducing ourselves. Oh, so, Al, what do you do? Do, do you have any kind of <laughs> weekly projects that you... you... Just, just repeatedly the same shots of uh, just sheet timber going through a table saw. <laughs> like four or five videos a week, same thing. Sanding. Some sponsors. It's great. I think they're all on uh, Andy's one tab. Yep. Yeah. It's fine. You probably consolidate <laughs> that list to like one video, basically. Uh, there's probably a channel somewhere that is just exists of just kind of you know, a video of ASMR of just somebody kind of you know, putting a piece of wood through a table saw. Then, yeah, I mean, three hours I can, of sanding. I can think of so many YouTube names to try it for that. <laughs> it's, it's more than one. Andy. <laughs> yeah. You've either got the you've got the, the the wood going through the table saw, or you've got the sanding for twenty minutes of the video, yeah. or the carrying a pancake. No, yeah, 
<laughs> I said with the shrouds. <laughs> it's a jackal. That's oh, very how much many... for the uh, for the visual <laughs> listeners. <though. laughs> yeah, how many words? Yeah, <laughs> how many words? How many syllables? <laughs> I can't remember them all now. Not just like pointing to you know which pointing on the doll. Which no, there was like where, they, so, where, they... yeah. where did he hurt? Where did he touch you? No, it was like you did something for syllables or two words, second syllable. Yeah, words and then yeah, I think syllable. Or you just do kind of words because it was. Uh, I'm trying to think what the program was called. There used to be that was a TV program back. In they the didn't day. make a TV program about charades. Yes, there was. There was. Ah, oh. they make TV shows about anything. <laughs> do you remember what it's called now? It was. It was not called charades. Um, I think whether well, it was might have been no no it wasn't give us a clue or was it? I don't know. You're not thinking who's line, uh, who's lining is it anyway? No 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 no. Well before concept. that, yeah no well before that. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go on a Google search later. <laughs> oh no, Alan, Alan Alan in the chat says give us a clue. Give us a clue, okay. Yeah. Because he had things, he had things for books so, yeah. and, and film, and yeah, film, TV. It was, yeah, all the all the thing to watch. It was, it was the only thing, the thing to watch. with Mr. Chips. That was that was catchphrase. That was catchphrase. As <laughs> I see, I knew Steve was going to say it. Mr. Chips. <laughs> Dave Gorman again. Have you um, catphrase? <laughs> catphrase, yeah. <laughs> also good. Yeah. Oh, is that a, is that a remake of Catchphrase? Because no, originally it's... was with. Was it I think cats? remakes. <laughs> yeah, Catchphrase is the one that Dave Gorman does, which is where people have come out with the wrong thing, like from the gecko, as a real thing. Oh, like like, like a like an egg corn. Exactly that. Are, yes. Exactly that. I do like. And it's corn. it's trying to work out how. Uh, how it's been malappropriated uh, as a as a catchphrase, and catchphrase being one of them. Oh, I, I think Al's just managed to close the browser. Yeah, <laughs> he's just vanished. <laughs> and he's back. I'm back. <laughs> Did you just forget where you were then? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, how are things going in the Vitoras, Al? <laughs> Good. Um, are any of them? Are any of them still road legal or road worthy? The, 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 the original reason I bought one was <laughs> was yes, it's still road legal. I bought a car and then ended up buying other cars for parts because it was cheaper than trying to buy parts. And then ended up with three cars. But then, and this is a a pro tip to anyone who gets into this situation you need to disassociate yourself from a parts car and you need to treat it as a parts car and take all the parts off it straight away so you just smash it up with a sledgehammer whatever it takes so that that car will never ever see the light of day again it's you only bought it for the roof rack right (laughs) because now the problem is i'm trying to get that one back to life so I've then ah. bought another car to, to get that one back to life. 
You got a second parts car to get the first yes. parts car to become yes. the third original exactly. working car. And is this just because well. you want to rescue them, or is it because so now each it's one has its, its own unique element? Both, but now it, yeah, they, they they each have their own personality, right? But it has now become a sanctuary, and now every time I see one, I'm like, some chav is just going to smash that into the ground, yeah, and it's just going to be destroyed and never, you know. And I'm generally thinking I should just keep buying them <laughs> and keep bringing them back to life. And keep... I mean, I I love repairing stuff, right? I love, um fixing things and, and problem solving and you know breathing life back into something that was destroyed you know it's, it's an amazing feeling um but this is a very specific just one thing <laughs> it's, it's just one model of one shit box car from the 90s you're gonna end up as that person you i'm gonna be going the to get the but, 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 but surely there's a there's merit in that you know that's like oh you you want you can go see Al, yeah. You, you got Vitara. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Vitara, we know some bloke will yeah. buy them off you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or vice versa. You know, I really need you know this specific bit of plastic trim. I've got I've got three of them. Um, but like, the, there's something about the car, and it's not just me. Because there's like a not like a cult following, but there's loads of people like down on the coast in the southwest where they they have them. And it's like it, it seems to be this like go to beach vehicle, or it's the go to farmer's vehicle. Like they they have chimneys now, but chimneys are a bit ropey and they're kind of they're not as reliable. Yeah. So any farmer will have a Vitara just randomly in some barn somewhere. I don't know why. And the, like Japanese cars are notorious for rust and notorious for like electronics problems. So it's not like mm-hmm. the Land Rovers. They're, they're not indestructible. But I think it was just the the combination of being really small, really light decent power engine for the, for the sort of ratio and they just go forever um, yeah. and I've no experience of cars no automotive background or anything like that mechanical and then, you know, I didn't even drive till I was 26 um, but just being able to fix them on, on your own you know common sense and you know that's got a hole in I don't think it should patch the hole does it work now right boom that's dirty and clogged I'm going to clean it boom it works you know that something as complex as a car that can just be fixed with simple yeah fixes is great and and this vehicle is that and it, you get into modern vehicles now it's all uh computer odb read mm-hmm. the fault codes clear the fault codes got to clear the airbags you know it's all you know this is purely mechanical like the theme tune sing the theme tune exactly sing the theme tune right um <laughs> this is just all screwdriver and and well, it's, yeah, twelve it's mil wrench stuff, isn't it? It's, they're all pre emreg Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. So there's, there's nothing that you can't fix with, like genuinely Ham- some, and some brake cleaner yeah. and a hammer. Yeah, <laughs> and tighten it up. <laughs> Either tighten it or loosen it. One of the two, and it'll, it'll start working again. It's the engineer's flowchart, isn't it? With the 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 um, WD forty in duct tape. Yeah, yeah. And, and zip ties. Yeah. <laughs> a good vehicle. My my dad had a Vitara, Grand Vitara back in in the late the gra- the late eighties. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was. I mean, it was the one he had. Mm. Um, it'd probably been eighty nine, something like that. Ninety. That'll have been a Vitara, I'm afraid, Andy. I can't remember the exact year. Mm. But all I can remember it was it was it was the long wheelbase. 
he had the the molded quite the fancy molded um bump bars got a few oh, bump bars nice yeah 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 and what he wasn't expecting when he picked it up it had a rock plate to the full metal plate underneath right. which nice. is really nice nice but that was it, that was that was a nice vehicle i mean this 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 parts car has got like um skid plate on the diff and one on the fuel tank and stuff so the guy had thrown a bit of money at it mm. um obviously to go off-roading but yeah because the that aluminium front diff so you you hit anything and it's just cheese great so, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense to to make a tank of the bottom of it <laughs> a stainless sheet will do you I always wanted the like growing up. My brother had showed me the. Um, I always forget which model it is, but it's the, the the really wide one with like the three spoke alloys. Oh, the Fat Boy. Yeah, the Fat Boy. Yeah. So my brother had showed me that one as a kid. I was like, mm. I'll, I'll have one of them when I'm older. And then when I got to the point where I could actually buy one, the, the rare as shit. And shit. Yeah. And you're not a hairdresser, so you don't. Yeah, well, it, that's, it, that's yeah. the problem. Is is it, they are now all owned by. Yeah. You know, by generally hairdressers. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, mm. But they, uh, yeah, again, they are quite rare now, and because because they all rust, there's yeah. not left of any of them. They're yeah, getting quite not ones. Yeah, but I didn't want it because it was valuable or desirable. I wanted it because it looked like a car that a child draws. That's why yeah. I like them. It just looks like a square, you know. It, yeah, it, it's it's a box with. That's yeah, what, yeah, usually that's, four wheels. That was the always usually the appeal when I was, when I was a kid. Not yeah. powerful, not fast, not good looking, you know, not <laughs> not expensive, the only, the not luxurious. The only, the only thing boxier is a, it's a G wagon. Yeah, and they are expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure one of the one of the people in the chat is probably going to chime in with Land Rover at some point shortly. But they they've got curves. I don't know the new the new Defender's quite boxy. Yeah. It looks like a bar of soap. Yeah. It looks like everything, <laughs> everything that has been designed in the last five years has just gone yep. through the same bar of soap filter. It's like, should we have any character? No, just round the edges off, and this, that'll do. Every phone, yeah. every car, everything. All in the name bar of soap. aerodynamics and fuel saving. No. <laughs> oh, what with my V8? <laughs> I'm putting yeah. this massive three-ton Land Rover. Yeah, that aerodynamics. <laughs> I think I think it's quite interesting though with cars, uh, I, particularly when I was younger, very much younger. I was kind of I was really interested in cars. Yeah, when I was when I was a kid and a teenager, preteen, I really liked cars. And I like kind of I was always very good at kind of knowing things about the cars. Yeah, it was kind of like didn't get the car magazines because didn't really buy things like that. But yeah, I would always try and learn it. And I got very good at recognizing cars from just yeah, or right that. If I just see the tail light, I could say what it was, and that was kind of, for a while, it was almost a bit like a bit of a superpower in a way, kind of trying to recognise cars. And whenever on a journey, you anywhere, just constantly looking at cars and, and the like. I think as as kids, we I kind of think some of the cars that back then, I thought, oh wow, yeah, particularly the new cars that were coming out. We didn't. I think it wasn't until I was probably late teens that my dad had a new car, and that was that was through mobility because he was disabled. So we always had kind of old cars and British cars and oh no we never had things nice as Granada no I mean we first car, nice. I, first car I can remember 
compared to some of the stuff we had, yeah. Um, there was a Vauxhall Viva at one point. Um, Austin, Austin 1800. I think that was the first car I could remember. Uh, we had a we had a Bedford minibus at one point. Nice. That was with side benches. Yeah, when they were kind of still legal. Is that the, uh, the MIDI or the? Uh... Oh no, this is this is kind of we're talking 1970s, well before the MIDI. We did have a MIDI actually. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. What can I miss it? Breaking down multiple times. Um, that sounds like a bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> not being able, not being able to get up any. Yeah, anything anything kind of yeah, vaguely uphill. Just, More than two degrees of incline. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get up. But they're often car. You know, a friend of mine, a school friend of mine, we just go to swimming lessons together and his mum had a, a rover 3600 yeah the kind of the big fastback sort of style and it was just like i mean the thing was luxurious i mean leather seats it was this huge car compared to inside toilets <laughs> yeah it was big enough i mean yeah the thing was gin- ginormous kebab outrigger yeah <laughs> hold back but as a, as a kid, you think, yeah, you kind of look at it kind of the cars and think, oh, this this new car that's coming out is just so fantastic. But now as an adult, I look back at some of those cars that were new when I was a kid, and look back and go, that really was quite rubbish. Yeah, I mean, it was still kind of, yeah, like yeah, the, I've, I've mentioned before, I Ford Capri. In some way, I I was as kind of a in my early twenties, I kind of had this idea that one day I'd have a garage and I'd have a not like a mechanics just my own garage where i could work on a vehicle and then, yeah i wanted to do the, the the volkswagen beetle dune buggy type thing nice. um but the other one was to kind of do something like to get a ford capri because i quite like the shape but stick some stick a better engine in it stick some better wheels on it because the wheels didn't really fit just rotate the internals of the cab so i drove backwards yeah and just that idea of kind of taking one vehicle and making it up with another just to make it look better. But you kind of look back at some of those older vehicles now. There's, there's some vehicles you think, that's just classic. Yeah, super fast Matt doing his, his Jaguar yeah, yeah. conversion. Mm-hmm. I mean, not sure about his choice of wheels, but yeah, drives the algorithm, as he says. <laughs> but it's, yeah, that's it's a very old car and it's 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 beautiful shape. But then you look at something like, yeah, the uh, trying to think of that horrible Morris that always came in beige in the kind of 1980s. <laughs> the model began with oh, there, a tan car. They give you a tan car. Yeah, <laughs> and you just think, oh, that was never, never, never a good-looking vehicle. But then sometimes you kind of look at a vehicle and you think, oh, that was that was actually quite a good-looking vehicle at the time, mm. for the time. And I kind of wonder now, you know, you kind of look at some of the vehicles, I mean, like you say, a lot of them look very similar. It's hard to sort of sometimes tell them apart. But, but, no, the, the, but will we look be... at them in 20 years' time and go, that's still a nice shape, that's still classic, that's good. still a good-looking car? But, no, but it's, look the, there must be something going on, because I was watching um, No Time to Die last night. The first half is awful, the second half is pretty good. Um <laughs> And they had the uh, V8 Vanquish in it, which is a beautiful car. And there was some Maserati yeah. in it as well in the opening scenes. It was, again, beautiful. I think it's the same designer. Um, and those sorts of cars, 
are timeless. Yeah. And they still look great now. And that's why I like Sirocco's and uh, Audi yeah. Quattro's and the DeLorean mm-hmm. because there's something about the, the design of those cars. And it's not, I don't like the DeLorean because of Back to the Future. I like the DeLorean because of the way it looks. It's, it's the great. silhouette, isn't it? It's just, yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. it's just that. And it's those that, doors. Yeah. It's, it's the Walt Disney test. It's like, can you tell what car it is from the silhouette? Yeah. yeah. And any car now, you can't. Every yeah. single car is an SUV and they're all the same bar of soap, right? But there was something about only certain cars throughout time that I think will stand the test of time. And I think you're right, Andy, because I, I remember as a kid, I really liked the um, the Fiat Coupe when it came out. Now yeah. it's ugly as hell. And yeah. It's got these weird, horrible lights and this big fat ass. And it's, it's just, I think, I think it's because it was different at the time. I liked it. It was kind of like a wedge of cheese or something. It was, it was interesting. But now it's just not an attractive car. But there are cars which absolutely will, I think, will always be good looking, and there, mu- there must be something semiotically or um, that you know those those sort of triggers in your brain that that mm. make you understand that you know a shark looks the way it looks because it's sleek yeah. and streamlined and fast and aggressive, you know, versus a manatee or a hippo. You know, it's like that. There must be something about those cars that sort of subconsciously are are good looking, objectively. Mm. Well, the curves, yeah, Alfa Romeo Giuliano, mm. yeah. I mean, the rear end on that is is because there's generally the only time to see it because <laughs> they're always driving behind it. So, yeah. so there's, there's, a, there's, the a, the there's a school of thought about about shape and and the attraction to it. So anything that's curved, we we associate with the bosom of of mother, and that's why we like things that are rounded. That's why things that are you know soft and curvy, and that, 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 that's the attraction. But then the, on the on the other side, it's anything that's sharp. So a thorn will prick you. The sharp teeth will bite you. They also grab your attention, but in the in a bad way. So design often utilizes both those things. So you have a combination of of, of aggressive, sharp, pointy shapes and smooth, round, curved shapes. Um, the alpha often gets the the round, curved things, and it's often yeah. quite feminine looking for that reason. Um, but when I think of the cars I like, it's all really aggressive, harsh lines and sharp edges and stuff to get that. It must be so. Maybe it's an aggression thing. You know, you think about that kind of that tool and that what a car represents. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's the that side. You of feel it. feel protected and safe when you're inside. Yeah, it. yeah, you exactly. Know, you you, yeah, you yeah, are yeah. the aggressor. You are the. You know, yeah, so the... yeah, so you'd feel safer in a big chunky old school Defender than you would in a round bubbly Defender because yeah. it looks soft and delicate as opposed to aggressive and yeah. Anyway, design theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we get into another intervention. <laughs> but I think, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's an interesting kind of thing and how some some cars, as we're talking about, survive the test of time, but mm. and, but others don't. Yeah, I mean, there's some, yeah, there's Steve put in the chat, it's the Morris Marina. I mean, that thing was ugly when it was produced, nearly always beige. And yeah, they're still ugly, but there are people who like them. Yeah, you, you go to sort of you know car shows or something like that. It's I, not. I, it's not the ugliest car. In the world. There's worse looking cars. Yes. Yeah. Such as what would you what would you classify an ugly car? Anything from the last twenty years. <laughs> Any SUV. <laughs> it's just had no thought put into it. It's just generic round SUV shape. 
just someone saying a, a sheet of steel and just punched underneath it until they've got a shape that's vaguely <laughs> high enough. <laughs> yeah, is it high up? I can, I can, I can like the I, green. I, it kind I, of looks kind like of, a Mark One yeah. Civic. <laughs> I kind of generally agree with you on the um, the SUV front. Although I would I would offer there's there's somebody in the there's a lady in the village who has a Maserati. Oh, I can't remember the model name. But it's the Mas, it's the Maserati SUV, and mm. that is that's I think as SUVs go. That's particularly nice, but that, you know, it's not seventy thousand. Levante, Levante, yeah, yeah, the Levante. Like that, yeah. yeah, that that looks particularly, and yeah, it's a really nice blue. It's got beautiful burgundy leather seats. The Again, thing just... though, to me, it just looks like every other generic Hyundai. That's 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 why. And again, same designer, sell the same design house. That's why I love the Cybertruck. Because they just yeah. went, you know what? I mean, it's every other Tesla different. is rancid looking. Just, every Tesla just looks like a cheap, generic sports car, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Cybertruck, they were like, no. Well, it's just a DeLorean that someone's exactly sort of pumped air into the back of, isn't it? <laughs> it's great. And it's stainless steel. Yeah. Oh, God. Does that mean they're going to do a reboot and there's going to be a Cybertruck? Is the, is the time machine? <laughs> Just with the with the uh, Apple powered Mister Fusion in the back. <laughs> that, that makes me think. That makes me think of kind of the eighties eighties Airwolf and and all the various. What vehicle can we come up with now that will be faster? Can be do jump yeah motorbike that can be silent and travel at three hundred miles an hour and turn corners at ninety degrees <laughs> and the like. Yeah, Tron. <laughs> No, I was thinking, I was, I was thinking the um, the obviously Tron can do that, but I was thinking the uh, the kind of the Airwolf, but for a bike. What Again, d- defy the law of physics? <laughs> yeah, TV yeah, show. totally. <laughs> D- didn't they all? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sure somebody in the uh, somebody in the chat will Google it for me. And yeah. well, should we should we give them a moment to do that and? Because I know, I'll, I know you've got to um, like get back to work, live and breathe and work <laughs> and all these other things. <laughs> Should we start sort of winding things up, ready for you to uh, have a fighting chance of actually doing that this evening? <laughs> Let's. <laughs> uh, so you should look our attention grabbers. <laughs> well, do, do introductions later. <laughs> Has there been anything I... grabbing your attention now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> suffering from attention deficit hyperactive disorder. <laughs> yes, all of the things. <laughs> everything. I'll just write everything. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, there's there's a gentleman, and this is I guess this is the antithesis, uh, Andy, to what you were talking about before about the kind of. Um, table saw syndrome where I've, I've seen this i've seen this youtube video i don't need to watch it you know this all seems this all seems vaguely familiar to me um <laughs> there's a there's a youtube you probably already know i, I i'm new to this gentleman uh, he's called alan milliard um i think he he's got a lot of clickbaity videos like 
I built a motorbike that's got a V10 eight litre Dodge Viper engine in it. Um, but he's he's a he's a very um, successful and talented engineer, uh, automotive engineer. And I watched a video of his that I think Steve sent me, and it was um, he was making a four cylinder motorbike engine from two three cylinder motorbike engines cutting them both in half interesting welding them together and and making four cylinders i was like this sounds like a lot of work for one cylinder and he 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 literally cut one of the cylinders in half like down the middle of the cylinder and cut the other one in the so he had like two and a half and then a one and a half two and a half and, and then one a one and a half and I thought, surely there's a better way. Why are you doing it in the middle yeah. of something that has to be incredibly accurately round yeah. and and yeah. perpendicular and everything? But he obviously knew what he was doing. Uh, aluminium, so so uh, TIG welded it back together, reboard it, ground it, and because it's a motorbike engine, it had a sleeve anyway for the piston head, mm-hmm. so you weren't actually trying to match it perfectly. And then we're like, but what about the crankshaft? What's he gonna do? But it in the motorbike one that he has, they were like modular. So each ah, right, each, okay. um, sort of counterweight and I don't know what the technical term each is. Each lobe of it. Yeah, each lobe just had a separate little shaft. So he essentially could have made a fourteen cylinder motorbike engine if he wanted. Keep it would have been no extra work. Yeah, yeah. Um but just watching his process and it was no bells shitty bells and whistles. It was no like Smash the like button, all that bollocks. It was just, it was just really very English, you know. Every video he stops, goes into the house and sees what his wife's baking. <laughs> it, 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 it took me straight to you, Andy. It was like you know, some 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 scones or something or some mince pies, um, and then he'll you know have a cup of tea and then come back out to his shed, and it is it's just it was just a, a really nice sort of. Uh, breath of fresh air in the world of YouTube to just have this oh. sort of calm very um, uh, what's the guy who makes all the automatons Tim Hunkin it's very Tim Hunkin imagine like a, a, the Tim Hunkin of cars <laughs> uh, but yeah he, he, he grabbed my attention but he also kind of got me thinking about how I approach things and thinking about mm. problem solving as well Um just, just, just sort of the opposite of me, basically. So he's he's very the calm, anti-L. very calm, very sort of experienced. Very, you know, the fact that he's like a a middle aged gentleman, and but still goes two hundred miles an hour on a motorbike on the salt flats, and mm. you know, obviously he's very, you know, wired differently. Um, but yeah, it was it was attention grabbing in a in a in a passive calm way, which I thought was a little bit different. Okay, sounds interesting. It, yeah. To be honest, it's not. I don't follow that many car channels. To be honest, it doesn't feel like um, a car channel, though. It, you, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not. It's not. Oh, the sound of it's it. A bit like, and it, oil but and, it's a bit know. like it sounds. It's not formulaic. different too, but in the same kind of ilk as this old Tony. Yeah. Yeah, very much. Follow, so. very, yeah. You don't follow mm, him because it's a a machine. Yeah, I don't channel, care what Tony's welding at all. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's exactly. it's yeah, about absolutely. the story. It's about di- different problems, different challenges, uh, ways of telling stories, ways of learning. You know, just mm. just just absorbing information in a different way. 
and that that's that's how I get out of Andy the um, the the watch list scenario. Because I used to be the same. I used to be like, oh, here's the 500 people I subscribe to, and there's all the videos coming out every day. I'm going to stick it on the watch list. I'll watch it later. And instead, now the the way I choose how to spend my limited time is by sort of different ways of learning or different approaches to things or different, you know, mm. a different look on things. Because if you're just watching it because you already know the outcome, it's like, why are you watching it? What are you learning from it? What's the benefit? If it, is it just yeah. like an episode yeah, yeah, yeah. of Friends? It's just background yeah. noise. Like, I'm, oh, I'm waiting for the joke that I know coming up in Friends. Is it a, is it a comfort thing to soothe your soul or is it something that's going to nourish and enrich you moving forward? Uh, both are valid, but if I've got limited time, it's going to be the, <laughs> it's yeah. going to be the former. I think. See, yeah. I, I, I mean, I tend to use YouTube as my source of visual entertainment, partly because, to be honest, sitting down in front of a TV isn't something that I find comfortable to do. Yeah. For a few reasons. I mean, first off, is my back. Yeah. If we don't have a yeah for for me our sofa is not very comfortable mm. and i have a i have a, a an old stressless recliner chair which i find more comfortable but only for a limited amount of time and yeah i mean like sitting here now for a, a couple of hours and some of you know three hours i as most people notice i kind of sort of shift around a little bit and you know I, Ten things, but so I tend to consume most kind of visual input entertainment standing at my desktop. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I could put on a film, but I find watching a film standing at the computer really quite. I, there's too many other things to go on. Yeah, to, to yeah. watch a film, I want to be able to. I want to. Yeah, I want to be kind of focused on that film. So I tend not to watch films on a computer. I'll do it occasionally. Um, but then things like, yeah, but I th- yeah, I'll, like Netflix, yeah, I'll, I'll, st- I'll stick it on one and a quarter. Just imagine David Lynch speed. going mental at you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally, totally. But with so with, with things like YouTube, I, I, I couldn't even, I'd, I'd have to think about it and sit down and kind of write out a list of the different types of videos I watch mm. and why I watch them. You know, for sometimes is literally, I will, you know, somebody might put, that I know, might put out a 10 minute video that I will watch 30 seconds of it because I want, it's somebody I know and I want to see what they've made. And that's all. Right. So it's it's almost like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, like a yeah, check. You're checking in. It's almost like Instagram. Yeah. Mm, it's yeah, almost yeah, like watching yeah, yeah. yeah something on Instagram because I just want to see what it is that they've they've produced. Then there'll be the videos where I want to kind of almost like the one you've described there with. There's some new way of working. Mm. Some some interesting problem is being solved. Then there's the kind of yeah the the, the funny stuff. Yeah, it's literally just kind of whether it's yeah a stand-up comedian that I like or whether it's thing, and then then of course yeah, there's the sciencey type stuff that I like or the math stuff that I like. But sometimes that I 
find sometimes that I need to be in the right frame of mind mm. to watch. So there was uh, I can't remember the name of the channel now. It's it's something like Blue Eyes Thirty Two, something rather. It's a maths channel. Three blue, one um, brown. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and they 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 had their most recent video was yeah an analysis of or writing an algorithm for the best words to use for Wordle. It's a fascinating video. Hmm. But I got I got like three or four minutes in. And I'm just like I, I I can't focus on this now. I need I needed something else. <laughs> I, I, it was just information at a level that wasn't suiting my right level of attention. You, you, yeah, your mood, yeah. So that's now gone that's gone back into <laughs> some other time. And yeah, I will catch up with that because it was it was a hefty video. I mean, it was I think it was twenty five or thirty minutes. So even at double speed, that's <laughs> yeah, fifteen minutes. It's half. It's, yeah, it's... <laughs> it's good. Shut back on. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> can't Andy? You can't use focus. You're not allowed. Not allowed to use spiff. Not allowed to use focus. Attention only. <sighs> Talking of what, what has been grabbing your attention, Andy? This week, uh, not a lot. Um, got a haircut this week. Actually, that was today because it was like two months overdue for the last one. Worst thing is that the, the shorter I cut my hair, the greyer it is. I'm not sure what's happening there. As it gets longer, mm. it seems to get darker. But I prefer that. Uh, I have been continuing to slowly sort out my sheds. So I'm making some steady progress on that. Uh, Bo Miles put out an interesting video this week, planting 1,438 trees. It's supposed to be 1,440, but two got stuck in his daughter's little cart. So he didn't plant. How do you finish that sentence? 24 hours. <laughs> a bit of very, very different video. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah classic. Uh, Classic Bill Maher storytelling. Yeah. So I, I do like I do like his stuff. I'll try and get his book at some point. Mm. What about you, Jamie? I finally got heating in this house. Cool. So it's been it's been since Christmas that we've had no heating. So finally actually got heating and started like unpicking things and I was gonna say putting things back on shelves, but putting shelves back where shelves were and then putting things on them and stuff, so that's mostly been my week and bugger all else really it's a really relatively light simple one for me well it's quite disruptive having kind of workmen in your house to yeah they managed to do it was two of them and they did the entire thing in seven and a half hours flat out didn't didn't stop for anything um, and that was basically pulling out an entire old heating system and all the associated pipe work and gubbins and crap and gas fire and everything, rerouting all the pipes, added an extra radiator and putting a whole new combi system in. It was ridiculous. And everyone else was reckoning it was going to take two days to do. And these guys just like turned up, went hell for leather and then sort of went but to part. Truly, again. it's in their interest to work like that. This is why I don't understand. Like, the, the, mm. My next door neighbour, right, is getting a, an extension done and they've been doing it for like a year. Yeah. And they come and they faff about and they go and they just mess around and then they go and it's like 
surely it's in your interest to do more jobs. <laughs> Get it done as Get quick done. as you can and move on to the next, yeah. But are those builders also working on X number of the jobs at the same time? Uh, they can't possibly be. They're very they little work on they a, do on while they're here. They're not, they're not going somewhere else and doing very little work there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when these guys were oh, fixed, we've, we've got to go. We've got we're going to do we've got to do this same thing somewhere else. <laughs> what now? <laughs> yeah, get in and get it done. Yeah, and it's I th- it's that kind of specialization thing, isn't it? They know that they've probably put that same model of boiler in hundreds of times. Yeah, definitely. So exactly how to finish it. They don't need to look at the manual to see how to install it where to put it, how to actually get the whole thing running first time. Mm. I think how long would that have taken you to do on your own? Oh, they've still been doing it now. (laughs) Either that or the bits of me would have been swept up by someone else. (laughs) Well, as soon as we've done the introductions, kind of like everywhere else, should we do one as as an introduction wrapping up then, Al? Got that. Who are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> or what were you doing here for the last two hours? <laughs> Talking about sandwiches, cars. <laughs> so amazing! So amazing rock bands. It's amazing rock band album names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I think I think that that answers your question, Jamie. I'm I'm a little bit of everything. <laughs> I'm the definition yeah, I'm... of a. Um... Oh, what's my teacher? I sent you, Andy. Uh, those images that you asked for. I'm a, gen- I'm a generalist. Yes. I'm a generalist for, yeah. because specialisation is for insects. Well said. <laughs> and that's mainly because I've, I've got ADD. It's not because it's not because I, I think it's valuable to earn lots of different skills. It's that I can't sit still. Um, and that and that allows me to kind of uh, explore other avenues. And get easily distracted and learn multiple things. Like I have a saying, it sounds really wanky, but I don't mean it to be wanky. And it's um, I know a little about a lot, hmm. and I think that, that that's worth its weight in gold, especially oh, totally. pub quizzes. Totally, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. I think that's I think that's pub quizzes and using tools yeah. in the wrong way to make things happen. Using tools in the wrong way to make things happen. T-shirt slogan. It's a bit, it's a bit wordy. We'll have to cut that down. <laughs> Your face. There's, there's massive merit though for the ability to have lots of skills. We need people who have pure focus who can work on just one thing. We need people who've got yeah variety in the things. apocalypse, Andy. Not in everyday <laughs> like, yeah, in the every society. Day. It's a nightmare. <laughs> That's the lowest yeah. form of life because I won't pay attention to anything. You meant to do the one job for the rest of your life and then die. Only do that one thing. That's so a myth. Fact. No, that's, that's not a myth. Get, to, get me to the as soon as you can, yeah. please. I, yeah, it's that whole kind of. Did you ever come across a power? There was a PowerPoint show that went around PowerPoint the show, year. it yeah. sounds horrific but went back to Dave Gorman again <laughs> in 
the early noughties. It was called Shift Happens. And it was kind of, I trying to remember the name of the guy who came up with it. It was, it was some guy, it was talked about kind of how yeah, so many things change and it, it was almost about societal change and how we do need people that can change and look at different things and, and work them together. But then we also need people who can work, stand in a factory and, and yeah, press the same exactly. widget into mm. the same hole 150 times every hour. Uh, well, the rest of us are working day. on making robots to do that for us instead. If you can be replaced, you will. Robots can't watch. replace stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Every time someone does something that's supposed to be idiot-proof, a better idiot comes along. <laughs> yeah, nothing is sufficiently foolproof to a sufficiently qualified fool. Yeah, it's the other way. Yeah. And that is a that is a good lead into asking that question, the immortal question out of if someone wants to try and find you, where is the best place to do so? Uh not at YouTube right now, because I haven't put a YouTube video <laughs> out for about five months. You um, do have a fantastic back catalogue. Where if you like a back catalogue of totally unrelated <laughs> nonsense. The um, visual definition of ADHD. Yeah. Go go and look at my YouTube channel. Um, and I, I also, I mean, you can find me covered in mud somewhere or oil. <laughs> I, 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 have, I, I can't remember what my last Instagram post was. Um, mud, vehicle oil or cooking yeah. oil. <laughs> I mean, genuinely this weekend I was just lying on my driveway in the rain doing someone else's car service for them. So I, I will, I will no doubt be in a field somewhere. Um, yeah, there's there's nothing happening on my socials at the moment. I'm afraid. How many times? I'll tell you where you'll find me at the local scout centre <laughs> every day of the week. Because apparently, when you agree to something that's an hour a week, what they actually mean is every single every day, day for several yeah. hours. <laughs> Sounds about right. So you'll find me at West Park Methodist Church. <laughs> <laughs> under a mountain of aggressive children. Probably with a big smile on your face, though, to be fair. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I deliberately stayed away from the... the, the our village does not have a scout group. It has cubs, but it doesn't have scouts. And Keep it that way. Cubs I are great. Delibert- cubs I've behaved, stayed uh, away eloquent, polite, yeah. adventurous, enthusiastic. Scouts don't, are many owls. Don't try and encourage a teenager to do anything they don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, Correct. I away from it. I've done too, I've done too, I've done too many years of doing things like scouts and the like to get involved again. I'm too old for that now. Explorers, that's what you want, Andy. My youngest joined Explorers in September. We call it Knife Club at home. <laughs> yeah, Knife Club. Fire fire yeah. lessons. Yeah, required to, required to take a knife, torch, and jacket every every week. Shouldn't every man? Totally. Um, I mean, that sounds like you know Friday night in Liverpool City Centre. I, I I always carry a cigarette lighter with me, and often get asked like, "Why have you got a cigarette lighter? You don't smoke." I'm like, "It's it's my God given right as as Homo erectus to carry this <laughs> to make fire, to make fire yeah, in exactly. my hand." <laughs> 
Uh, Mike Boyd this week did uh, using a broken lighter to make fire, and it was it was this classic kind of I'm only going to take yeah I'm going to time how long it takes and it was it was it was sub two hours from starting to finish where he made fire. It was one of these kind of short ones, but it was it was so I kind of really fell from the times because he was he was he was rubbing the uh, flint against the wheel in order to generate the, the ferrite dust. Which he was then igniting with a spark. So of course you've got to do it slowly to get because otherwise, any time you kind of push it a bit too hard, all your dust just ignites. And you, you, if you haven't got your tinder ready, you've, you've you've lost it. And the number of times I'm sure it would probably if if you counted his successful attempt, it was probably ten minutes. But it was right, just like yeah, yeah, every now and again he'd yeah. kind of yeah he'd be getting the rubbing away, getting the dust going, and they'd like just ignite all that he had or it would blow away because he was doing it outside and it was it's kind of like oh you poor guy <laughs> and then his first successful attempt he he, he had the um it's like uh, strange it was almost like a barbecue that he had this sort of grate to go in and he had the grate out in order to do it which he was doing on this wooden bench kind of patio bench so he ignited it, and he's picking it up, and he's trying to put it into this gap, which isn't actually big enough to slot in. You have to have it sideways. And then he drops it onto the wooden decking. Sounds like a man after my own heart, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't plan it through. <laughs> no, he just, he just does. Yeah, he just does as he goes along. It's definitely worth a watch. Don't build, a, don't build a table bigger than the workshop that you're yes. going to build just the build, table in. Build the workshop <laughs> around it. <laughs> Oh, we're stuck in here now. <laughs> oh. Right, well, on that note, shall we shall we let you get yeah. back to some work then, El? Thank you, Thank you, you for joining us. Yeah, a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I think we've right, we're dragging you back on in a couple of weeks anyway. So. Right. Yeah, we've got. Uh, next time. Well, we've got yeah. Brett. Yeah, bring the waffles. Yeah. Brett next. Brett next week. Brett next yeah. week. And that's thirty-eight. Sean. Then thirty-nine. Sean Brown. Sean Brown. Uh, kids invent stuff, and then forty will be forty tools. Yeah. Absolute carnage. Didn't want to wait another two episodes, but you know, can't have everything. <laughs> <laughs> Give you time to recover. Okay. And for episode forty-two, Andy. Not. Ah, well, um, yes. Can't remember. I'm not sure if we've got anything for forty-two at the moment. Have you got this up there? No. Uh, yeah, Let me get it handy. I know we've got some other people booked up. That, Molly. No. Ah, Molly Kurt. There we go. Yeah. Semi Canadian. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I think we'll um I'll find the button yeah. and we'll switch I'll, off. Thank you very much, Mike. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, gents. It's been great. Right. Bye folks. Good night, folks.